Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Joe Biden's disinformation board is done. It has been suspended, and Nina Jankowicz, the director of this program, has resigned in shame. The amazing thing is the news breaks through Taylor Lorenz, who writes an opinion piece about it, blaming, who was it, Jack Posobiec and the post-millennial? Yeah. Libby, your yep. fault? Yeah, it's entirely our your, fault. Your fault. We take the credit, y'all. All right. We got a bunch of other stories, though. Uh, half of uh, Joe Biden's followers are fake, according to an audit. Elon Musk is confirming, yes, in fact, he will be voting Republican. Twitter says they're going to force him to buy Twitter. And they say they, Axios says they turn, they turn the table on him. And I'm like, they didn't want to sell to him in the first place. And now they're demanding it. I think Elon has won this one. We've got a couple other interesting stories. There was a, a news that broke of a female skateboarder who lost. She, she won second place, but she, she was knocked down. Because of a male athlete, a trans uh, woman, who competed, and she made a, a post about it on Instagram that's going viral. At the same, so we'll discuss that too. Uh, skateboarding, of course, is near and dear to my heart. I know a lot about this and a lot about the uh, physics involved, which matters when it comes to the difference between, uh, differences between males and females. But then we also have the U.S. soccer. The men and women are going to share the World Cup prizes. Yeah, that doesn't seem reasonable at all. That seems weird. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk about it. And obviously, Libby's here. Here I am. Who I'm are you? Here. I'm Libby Emmons. I'm the editor-in-chief with The Post Millennial. Glad to be here. Right on. we got Shim Sham. Seamus. I'm Seamus Coughlin. I create cartoons at Freedom Tunes. If you guys want to check that out, uh, go over there. We're going to be releasing a new cartoon tomorrow. Also, if you want to go to freedomtunes.com, put your email address in the little box. We will email you when we launch on May 30th. We're also going to have a, a subscription service where you'll get extra cartoons for 5 bucks a month. we got a lot. He's back. Awesome. What's up, everybody? I am Elad. I'm an on-the-ground reporter for TimCast. Thanks for having me. And honorary Ian today. Honorary right. Ian. Excited Honorary. <laughs> Not really Ian, but you know. Close enough. He's our knockoff Ian for the evening. I am also here pushing buttons in the corner as I do every evening. Great value Ian. Also, don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. As a member, you'll get access to our exclusive members-only show coming up at 11 p.m. tonight. You'll be supporting our journalists and our writers, our opinion writers and columnists, and you're supporting the companies that uh, we utilize in terms of infrastructure like Rumble so we can help build up this parallel ecosystem of technology so we can become more resilient to censorship. But don't forget to also smash the like button right now, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and uh, super chat any questions. It also helps the show. We read your super chats at around 9.30. We obviously can't read every single one, but we try to read as many as we can. Let's jump into the first big news from TimCast.com. Biden admin has suspended the disinformation governance board. The board's executive director, Nina Jankowicz, announced her departure from the Department of Homeland Security. So um, just right off the bat, it was a terrible idea. I don't think he's doing this because of free speech. I think it's polling poorly among Democrats. Mm -hmm. Bill Maher came out on his show and said, these are not bright people in government. So when you get Bill Maher on his show to a million liberals saying this is bad, 
Don't be surprised then when they're like, oh, we got a midterm coming up and we're losing. Well, wait. I mean, how do we know this is true or not if Biden suspended the disinformation board? Well, we, That's do, right. we do know it. In fact, there was a question about it today in the White House press conference with the new press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Peter Ducey asked if perhaps the disinformation governance board was suspended due to disinformation. Oh, <laughs> well, there we go. And Without a governance board, how would we know? Yeah, and Jean-Pierre basically confirmed that, yes, there was a misinformation surrounding the uh, disinformation governance board that a lot of people had slammed it. It's the perfect crime. It's the perfect crime, yeah, that a lot of people had slammed it. Um, it was actually pretty amazing to see this come down today. Uh, That's misinformation. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, I mean that seriously, that they were like, oh, you know, people were spreading lies about it, so we had to shut it down. No, 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 no. No, it was, it was obviously not lies. It was obvious that people were spreading truth about it. In fact, the head of the Ministry of Truth, the Minister of Truth, Nina Jankowitz, uh, had spread substantial amounts of misinformation all by herself on her own feeds, and it was spectacular because... Because as soon as she was announced, as soon as she came out on Twitter and announced that this is what she'd been working on for the last seven months, Jack Posobiec went out there and just started pulling all of her old tweets and all of her old things where she was talking about Russia collusion and all of these things, uh, COVID things. And she was like just spreading misinformation and disinformation all over the place. You know what? I really hope her and James Lindsay end up in a musical together. <laughs> yes. Did you guys see her singing? Okay. Yeah, whole thing. People were like that. making fun of her. I was like, dude, that make fun of her for the wild. misinformation. Oh, Don't make fun of her for singing. Yeah. Well, the, the the political singing was real cringe. Ugh. When she did the Mary Poppins political thing, oh I was gosh. like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I, you know, what are we doing here? I don't know. Uh, convince but, me. But the actual, <laughs> you know, she got ragged on by the caller. I defended her when she was doing that, what do I got to do to be famous bit? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it was good. Ian, I said, I thought her singing was good because it's not political. She was just doing a bit and she was like, I want to be famous. And then Ian was like, no, she's got her shoulders up and tight. She's not singing from the chest. She doesn't know what she's doing. And I'm like. Which is hilarious because, like, usually Ian goes easier on people, <laughs> even when they say things politically that we very much disagree with. But she, she's singing wrong. He's like, no, this is absolutely not. Like, we cannot well, let this he, stand. Was th he took theater. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, I am offended by this. Like, that's his area. I studied theater for pretty much my entire life. And I actually thought that it was kind of cute that she was into doing performance art, even though she had this weird government career. I didn't have an issue with the uh, with that singing. I did have one. Uh, I did have an issue with her COVID misinformation Mary Poppins song. I thought yeah. that was total trash. It's it's weird how when uh, when we were young, the adults who were writing books about this stuff when we weren't even alive, the books that were coming out were like the future dystopia. Mm -hmm. Men have steel jaws from the war and metal limbs and cyborgs rule all. And the government comes and bangs a giant sword in the ground. Do as you're told. And what we really got was this permanent child who's singing Mary Poppins going, we're gonna black your news. We're gonna. And it's like, it's, it's substantially creepier. You know, millennials aren't growing up. No, but they don't no. want to. And in part, millennials aren't growing up because adults have told them that adulthood is bad. We come up with words like adulting as uh, though there's some problem with responsibility. And it's like, just grow up. Be responsible. Why? It's not bad. The thing, too, is it's like when you were a kid. Remember when you were a kid and everyone wanted to grow up? I don't know if you guys had that. And people were like, oh, I could buy all the toys I want. I'll get to eat all the candy that I want. And it's like now we it's tell. It's like, yeah, you do get to do that. I mean, of course. It turns out you do. Like, I buy ice cream and I put it in my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my freezer, and then we eat so, it. When I was um, uh, when I was like uh, twenty, I just one day was like, you know, what's one thing I always thought I would do and never did? I'm going to go to the store and buy a whole thing of cookie dough and just walk around eating it. Nice. So I went to the grocery store. I you grabbed a that. thing of cookie dough. I bought it. 
started eating it, and some little kid saw me, and he went, oh, as he walked, as, as, I, right, as I walked past, but it gets right. better. And I'm like, I looked, and I was like, Heck I'm like, yeah. that's right. And I bite it, and then five minutes later, I went, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't see the aftermath. <laughs> like, this is why my parents said you don't do these things. By the I, way, I meant James O'Keefe, not James Lindsay. When oh, I was I'm confused. so sorry. Yeah, no, 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 not James. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Unless you're talking about, like, his sword movement. Yeah, yeah no, James Lindsay would never be in a musical. No, maybe. You know, no, they wouldn't allow it. That's no, funny because so, I pictured James O'Keefe when you said James Lindsay because yeah, yeah. I knew that he had done the thing. He's all about musical theater. That would be funny too because she like the left thinks James O'Keefe is just like the king of disinformation and, <laughs> and, and manipulation, and the right calls Nina Jankowicz the minister of truth. I so think, like I think what we have Romeo right here, Romeo and Juliet with James O'Keefe <laughs> and Nina Jankowicz. What we have is a Broadway show. Like what we need is investors. That's all we need. This would sell. This would sell out. How much do we need? I'll fund it. Right? Like, what do we need for a Broadway show? Like, uh, start with half a million? Something Done. like that? Let's Sign do it. Sign it. So here's my, ser- <laughs> my serious question, though, is when you look at the DHS Disinformation Board and you look at Nina Jankowicz, they literally put a child in charge of, a, of the Department of Homeland Security. And the issue is the adults, people who are more mature and more understanding, aren't in these jobs. Well, what they did was they put a fool in charge of the Department of Homeland Security. They put uh, Mayorkas in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he came out shortly after Biden was inaugurated and said to immigrants all across the world, we're not saying don't come. We're saying don't come now. And then he proceeded to deny that re- repeatedly that he had said it. And he did say it and he did mean it. And that's that's why we have so many people storming the border. Yeah, well, I got exactly. a good idea for a, for a cartoon you could do, Seamus. Yeah, I it's, actually is this about Biden saying come? No. Me, okay, it is the d- d- disinformation board announcing they're shutting down, and then all the journalists are like writing it down, <laughs> and they're like breaking news. And as they're doing it, Nina Jankowicz presses a button, and then the whole stage like goes down into a sub base where it's like they walk in, and the general's like, "We've increased your funding by three billion dollars." And so no, like the I, whole thing was just disinformation. No, they're going, the, the misinformation board's going out of business. All our misinformation has to go. <laughs> misinformation <laughs> of the dollar. 20% <laughs> off all misinformation. That's clever. I like that. Thank and you. then you highlight Nina Jankowicz's uh, <laughs> tweets and the things she said. Oh, my goodness. It's funny because when she said that thing about uh, the laptop, she's like, Joe Biden says 50 different people said this. It was like it was clearly disinformation mm-hmm. or misinformation, whichever one you want to pick. And she was like, I was just quoting the president. It's like, okay, so by your standard, you are spreading disinformation. Thank you. Did you correct it? No. I mean, was that an excuse if Trump said something that was adjudicated to have been false by the fact checkers? Could you say, I was just repeating what the president said? Well, no, disinformation. Actually, uh, as you know. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whenever Trump would make a claim and the media called him a liar, he would just say, well, that would I, uh, that's what I was that's told. What I was told quite and then the media would go, oh, <laughs> we get it. We'll retract that. Like Trump, we have to, Trump was in fact told that. He was. That, actually, it's a funny thing. What if a journalist, you know, Donald Trump said, uh, you know, this, this will cost X amount of dollars. And they're like, how does that make sense? That's not true. Well, that's what I was told. So a journalist actually investigates and they find the person who told Trump that. And they're like, fact check true. Donald Trump was told this. <laughs> it was Corn Pop. They formed an alliance. Yeah. The scene. <laughs> I'm trying to understand who this was originally angled to try to appeal to in the Biden administration. Was it the MSNBC liberals? I don't understand. Do you think it was to appeal to anyone or do you think it was just to try to shut people up? 
Well, what they were actually trying to do, if you look at what their documentation says in the first place, their goal was to dispel disinformation outside of the U.S., um, dispel oh, Russian disinfo, right? No, no, like about immigration and stuff. Mm. So months and months ago, the White House press secretary, uh, Jen Psaki, had talked about how one of the Biden administration's plans <clears throat> to get people to stop trying to come to the U.S. illegally was to uh, give proper information in those locales to tell them, like, actually don't come. So I think this was part of that effort. That was sort of the idea. But there's so little goodwill for the Biden administration at this point. Uh, they spread all kinds of ridiculous misinformation and disinformation um, that coming out with something like this, there w- they had no chance. It doesn't, you know, if they had come out and said, uh, this is part of our plan to get immigrants to not come to the U.S., we're going to tell them not to come, and gave it some sort of name like that, it would have been much better received, yeah. uh, I think, because a lot of people would like there to be more security at the border. Yeah, well, I mean, their entire regime depends upon spreading misinformation, right? When they came out and, and, and were saying things like, the reason we have higher prices is because store owners are greedy. Right. And it's it, Putin's fault that we have high gas prices. I mean, Joe, th- Joe Biden said... That to tackle inflation, we're going to make the corporations, or what do you say, make the rich? Make the rich pay more taxes. And then Peter Ducey was like, how does making rich people pay more taxes lower inflation? Well, that, that counters all of their no, arguments about how rich people don't. They also say rich people don't stimulate spending. They just hoard all the money. My so favorite, my by that logic, taxing them could never my, curb inflation. My favorite is that Joe Biden launched his campaign off of misinformation. And also they want the to. Charlottesville stuff. Yeah, they yeah. Sure did, he sure did. And Rittenhouse and everything. He lied about that. Not to mention that he's run before he the Charlottesville ever happened. He ran like five times. He's lied all the time and he's plagiarized everything. Yep. And, exactly. and he's going to come out and be like, I'm going to tackle this information. I came up with that. And then you're, it's like there's a guy standing next to him who's like writing it down. And he's like, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's pathetic. It's just that this is a regime which repeatedly says things that are verifiably untrue. I mean, we're not just talking about a situation where someone might be using facts which are true to construct a narrative that we disagree with. Like saying that businesses are raising their prices just because of corporate greed is an unbelievably insane and easily falsifiable thing to say. Uh, did, Did businesses just get greedy after we flooded the economy with extra money? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I've been fact checked. They're go. all greedy. Yeah, yeah you know, they're, they're super they be- greedy. That's why they're that's why they're trying so hard to hire people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's and offering all of these signing bonuses to do so. And what's fascinating to me is like they just became greedy after a bunch of money was injected into the economy. Like that's when they decided to become greedy and raise prices. Interesting. Also, it's interesting that uh, Biden administration is currently looking to reduce sanctions on Venezuela in order to gain oil exports from that country. As though Venezuela is some perfectly fine place. <laughs> like, why did we have sanctions? They haven't made any changes. It's, sad it's that just we that we want their stuff. Yeah. And same with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. If it was Donald Trump, I think we would have been able to get something out of the Saudis. But hmm. it might be a whole other conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about Taylor Lorenz. Oh, no. So we got the story from the Washington Post. How the Biden administration let right-wing attacks derail its disinformation uh. efforts. I don't understand why the Washington Post doesn't label this stuff opinion, and I don't understand why NewsGuard gives them a 100 of 100 when they don't label opinion. In it, she says right here that disinformation has emerged as an urgent and important issue. Important to whom? That's your opinion. 
hey, why don't you put an opinion on this? People see this stuff and they think it's facts. It is not. It is Taylor Lorenz' opinion on what happened. So anyway, in the article, she falsely claims it was right-wing disinformation that derailed it when Bill Maher on his show came out and said, this is ridiculous. These are not bright people. What are they doing? Bill Maher, one of the most prominent liberal voices, said this is bad, but it was all the right wing. Now, you know what I'm offended by? She doesn't give Bill Maher any of the credit, and she gives it all to you. Yeah, she gives it to the postmillennial. That's not fair. She claims that the postmillennial was part of this uh, campaign to take down the disinformation governance board. Um, and, you know, perhaps we were. Perhaps we should take some credit for that. Was she knocking on your door? Uh, <laughs> no, she she um, she wasn't, actually. She's never reached out to us. She blocked me on Twitter. I found that Same. out one time when yeah. I reached out to her for a comment about how she had doxed libs of TikTok for no apparent she, reason. And she, and she blocked me on Twitter. It was completely unreasonable. Mm-hmm. All I did was put up a billboard in Times Square <laughs> saying that she doxed libs of TikTok, and then she blocked me. Seamus, are you blocked by Taylor Let's Lynch see. Liz, I, mean, I guess this every be like test of whether I'm like a real concern. Have, are you blocked? I'm blocked. I don't know Really? Why you I'm are? Yeah, is yeah. that the why threshold? block you? Uh, Hold on. I think she might have blocked people by like, if you follow. Yeah. Well, I'm on a lot of those. What's interesting interesting though is that she's claiming that we dug up Nina Jankowitz's past social media posts and published articles to generate generate controversy it was not to generate controversy it was to expose exactly who was the minister of truth who was running this bogus organization who was running this operation to expose who it was that the Biden administration thought it was worthwhile to put in charge of something this serious someone who had spread disinformation themselves someone who had you know essentially called for censorship um and someone who clearly should not be trusted to give accurate or truthful information it is extremely ironic because Jack Posobiec just found Jankowitz's early tweets and released them and he took a it's look ironic at it. yeah. because that's the first thing Taylor Wren does when she tries to make a hit piece on somebody. Mm-hmm. They just this look is, up their old tweets. So This is what Glenn Greenwald pointed out. He said, according to Taylor Lorenz, you are not allowed to dig into the private information of high-ranking Homeland Security officials, mm-hmm. but it's okay to go after an anonymous person who has bad ideas. No, exactly. When did the role of journalist become being tattletales on your average person? Like Someone on Twitter said something well, that I'll I don't like. Exactly I need to expose when them. That Almost always, hasn't it? That happened. But like the average person? You know, you know, know. You know how it you- happened with me, too. It happened with mm-hmm. me, too, because that was the first time when it was acceptable to just start telling tales out of school about somebody's bad date. Mm-hmm. I think I think I view journalists like Mini-Me, like <laughs> Dr. Evil is the government and Mini-Me is just like, you know. Well, I mean, you made this point that that's always what they've done. I agree with you that it's it's always been very much corrupt. I mean, the mainstream media in this country has been, has been a disaster for a lot longer than people realize. But it's the going after, like, everyday average random people thing, which is, is very strange. And Yeah, they're, they're, there are creepy, weirdo authoritarians running all of, most of our institutions. Mm-hmm. When you look at the uh, Supreme Court leaks, like, these crackpots— these these people are in everything. They they have no uh, regard for um, for tradition or culture. And I'm not saying all tradition, all culture. I'm saying they have no regard for community. They have no regard for any kind of norms, respect. They have. I, I, I imagine they have their their moral compass. Their their um the the um their moral values? foundation. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Zero. Nothing. They don't even have care and fairness. It's just literally nothing. They're just confused, angry people. 
Well, they think that they're doing the right thing. I don't believe that. You don't think that they Mm -hmm. think they're doing the right thing? I think they think that they're doing the appropriate thing by leaking this information. I, 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 I think they're NPCs. You think I've, Taylor Lorenz is an NPC? I no, oh, oh no no no! I think Taylor Lorenz is the perfect example of a shock, of a modern shock jock. I I think you know based on conversations I've had with people in the industry, it's it seems to me, it's my opinion, that um, she was hired specifically to generate outrage and controversy by writing shock content that is bordering on defamation. Hmm. The goal being, why are we talking about the Washington Post now? Because she writes something that's mm-hmm. an, a clear opinion, not labeled as opinion, knowing it'll, it'll, it'll anger a lot of people. She accuses only the right, ignores Bill Maher, which will clearly, the right will be like, hey, you can't say, like, that's not true and you're wrong. And then shows will produce segments where we'll talk about her. It will generate earned press and that's what they want. So I've, I've had some conversations. I'm trying to get better confirmation, but my understanding is that the people at the post are well aware of it. That there are veteran journalists who throw up in their mouths a little bit every day because they, they're sickened by what the paper has become because they know she was brought on specifically as a shock jock, as a culture warrior shock jock to generate scandal. And that's her thing. Well, and she does. And then she goes on TV and cries about it when exactly. people don't like what she writes. For yep. better or worse, I think reporting's always had this issue where people have been activists. But the more I get involved and the more I pay attention to the news, the more I realize that it's almost everybody that's an activist reporter nowadays. It's fine. It's hard to find anybody who isn't really just trying to back up their priors. This is extremely true with Taylor Enns, but she's not the only one. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, I, I've probably brought him up a million times on this show, but we talk a bit about Walter Durante every now and again. I mean, this is uh, this is very early stuff. We're, we're going back to, what, the 30s here, and the fact that he was covering up the Soviet genocide because yep, he yep. was himself a communist and won a Pulitzer for it. And they're winning Pulitzers for fake news to this day. Mm-hmm. I don't think they rescinded that Pulitzer. They did not rescind That's the Pulitzer. That's what it no, was, they too. They to. didn't rescind it mm-hmm. either, which is insane. We got, we, we, we've talked about doing our own journalistic award ceremony to like counter the Pulitzers. The Timmy's? We could. I would not call it that. That's no. a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we would, we would call it something. Maybe like the, uh, uh, the, the truth award. That's great branding. Like if you call your social network truth that's social. What, yeah, that's what Trump would call it. <laughs> I Man, don't think just, you should call it that. No, I think it's a terrible idea. A lot of people, <laughs> I so. I saw, actually trademarked name. the word truth. Name. You can't yeah, people, it. someone pointed out, I saw a tweet. They're like, why didn't he call it Kafifi? Like that everybody would have been, really would have been like, download the Kafifi app yeah, and everybody yeah. would want it. Oh, that's true. Trump's Kafifi app. And you need a weird name, but it's just like truth. And then you like post truths. I <laughs> hate that. I hate posting truths. <laughs> There's a disinformation. <laughs> board. Like, you post anything that. that's not true. You're kicked off the website. Like that's it. Right? I'm going to retruth. Ah, jeez. Oh, retruth. Yikes. Terrible That branding. actually sounds, uh, that sounds like something the disinformation governance board would do. They would retruth. I think the, uh, the institutions are in decay. I think that the culture war is split between those in the know and those who are not in the know. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your, your with your political positions because I think everyone here has varying political positions we all disagree with each other on because mm-hmm. we've had these conversations before to a great degree, including foreign war or, or abortion. But we all agree on basically what's the fact. Mm-hmm. And so if that's what unites this table and the people watching, we're like, okay, what's true and what's not true? What can be verified? What's not verified? And then the other side of the culture war are people who have no idea the Democrats tried to uh, create, make a legal p- a path towards third trimester or, or you know, late term abortions. Well, they did. It's right there in the. But they didn't health. read the book. I mean, I'm sorry, they didn't read the bill. Oh, it's so, right so there. I read the bill. <laughs> when, uh, uh, but that's exactly it. So if if I 
read the bill. And I'm like, that's what it says. Why does it say that? Mm -hmm. And then we have a liberal progressive on the show who are like, no, no, no. It's like, did you read the bill? No. You have to read the bill. That was like with the parental rights and education bill. No one read that bill either. And so you had a bunch of people coming out, including Mark Hamill, just being like, yay, yay. And it's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, no one is prohibited from saying that. What are you talking about? It's saying don't teach them about weird sex acts in school. it, it, It literally, when they were all screaming gay over and over again, I'm like, imagine being in a daycare and all the kids are yelling neener, neener. And you're like, kids, be quiet. Kids, stop yelling that. I, I, uh, and they're all going neener, neener. And they won't, they won't mm-hmm. stop. That's what it is. Yes. They're all yelling something. And you're like, why are you yelling this? Some kid goes, hey, if you yell neener, neener, they're going to get us ice cream. So they all start screaming. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. That's not children. Yes. They don't know what they're talking about. They're too arrogant to actually read it. Mm-hmm. They believe these, these psychotic ramblings of people like Taylor Lorenz. And then we have to deal with the problems when they go and vote for nonsensical garbage. Yes. Like children suddenly believing that they are actually the opposite sex just because they came up with it randomly. It's crazy because and the wear towels, you know. here in these larger narratives almost doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the bill says as long as you're allowed to run on it and are able to run on it as like the don't say gay bill. That's the only thing that people are well, going to Well, and that really was understand. disinformation. That was disinformation and it was repeated by the White House over and over again. It was repeated in the briefing room. You know, it's disinformation that Joe Biden says that the, you know, best course forward is gender affirmation, telling parents to affirm their children and it will save their lives. That's disinformation. Um, this White House consistently spreads falsehoods and claims that it's true. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolutely. Well, how about, how about we talk about those falsehoods? We got this report from Newsweek. Half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers yeah. are fake. Come on, man. <laughs> That's disinformation. I believe this people was, are going. You're telling me he got 80 million followers. No. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this was true. Also, we were looking at this today at Post Millennial. Uh, I think this was also true of Justin Trudeau's mm. Twitter followers. Most of them are. What is this based fake. off of? Just so. Well, there's an audit, audit company. It's called uh, Spark Tour. So, uh, it's based on Dinesh's documentary. That yes. <laughs> oh, I, because I'm really cynical about this stuff only because I know when you sign up to Twitter, you're going to get like three people. It's going to be like Joe Biden. Elon Musk and like Jack or something and like so I'd understand why so I'd like to look at I don't know I'd like to understand the methodology a little bit what's going on I don't know if they reveal their methodology Mm -hmm. and I think they said uh, fake or spam accounts And it's uh, I'm sorry that was Musk that was Musk. Well, I guess they said there, there was there, like this tweet harvesting going on. It's not on clear how Musk arrived at the 20% figure he figured out well and changed a series of tweets. Anyway, so there's a couple ways to do it. I think Elon may have made a mistake. 
when Agrawal said it was less than 5%, he said of daily active users. Mm. Of their active users, the fake accounts comprise of less than 5%. Elon Musk, based on this, said all users must be around 20%. So there's a difference. There are a lot of users that don't do anything. They're counting uh, monthly or daily active users or whatever. But I believe this is uh, um, likely true because the at POTUS account, whenever a bot or a spam bot will sign up, it's going to follow prominent accounts to try and look real. And of course, it's going to follow the president so that it's like following a bunch of verified accounts. And mm-hmm. here's a big one. Well, isn't it funny how like it's a bunch of accounts with people who we know are not the actual person following an account that we know is not being tweeted by the actual person either? It's like Joe Biden's not running the Twitter account. No, the whole I mean, thing is fake. Joe no, Biden's not running the Twitter account. Yeah. He's not running the country. Believe it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Elon Musk said it's whoever's controlling the teleprompter. Mm. But yeah, Donald Trump actually was tweeting. One so, of, there is yes, no Donald denying Trump that. Donald Trump was actually he, tweeting. He from, could not hire a bathroom, writer to was, write those things. He was tweeting from the bathroom. Yeah. Donald Trump as president. Isn't he that would, how he everybody would, tweets? He would watch. <laughs> Dude, he can would, you imagine someone being <laughs> like, I was Donald Trump's tweet writer. Like putting that on your resume? No, it was Trump. Well, not, there's no way anyone else said any of he that. Would you imagine he a would, staffer's outside the bathroom reading like, a tweet? Just being like, <laughs> <laughs> he would watch Fox News. And yeah. then he would tweet it right away. And oh, he'd be no. like, Tucker said this, or did you hear about this? Then he would go to rallies and he'd repeat it. It was really obvious that he would just watch Fox and be like, boom, something happened. I, I kind of, I liked it. I mean, oh, yeah. it was a, you know, and, and, you know, being a journalist and seeing Trump just tweet random things was really a lot of fun. You could get like a whole bunch of stories just off of I'm what Trump under, was, was saying on Twitter. I was told by now we do journalists it for Elon Musk that it was instead. it was violence. That That's every right. every day they had they were there were people <laughs> journalists who were assigned to like there were journalists at news organizations who were told your job is to keep refreshing Trump's Twitter feed, and then when he says something, write it up. Oh my goodness! And they were saying it was violence. His tweets. They were saying that it was like stressful and that they needed like you know health days. That once once he lost the election, they're like, finally it's over. Or I'm sorry, once he got banned, they were like, uh, like I'm crying tears of joy. Like I can go back to normal working now. No more stress. They, they were saying how they would get text messages at two in the morning from their boss, being like, Trump just tweeted, write it up, and they'd be like, ah. No, the world it's ironic. So it's, 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 it's really it's really not that bad. Like I work from home. I live in New York City. I have a job as a journalist. Sometimes I have to write things at two a.m. and it's like it's totally fine. I have no problem doing that. As we saw with I mean, the Twitter, if I'm up, the Twitter leaks from Veritas. Else can do it. This guy said he worked what four hours in the last quarter. Yeah, These that's people, right. He did. Their children, they don't want to work. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing is, I saw someone post something where they were like, uh, "They said something about all of my friends who are going on vacation, their summer plans, and you know, I'm stuck here with the kids, and I'm and I'm just like, I don't understand if he's, I, I don't know if he's complaining or if he's like." Bragging. I don't understand what he's trying to say, but the conversation was basically like the uh, the dinks, the dual income, no kids mm. people were like going to travel and party and living the good life. And it's like, I don't, you know what I don't get? I'll, 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 I'll segue sort of why everybody wants to be younger. I don't get that either. I'm, it's like, you, 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 I mean, I don't want to be older either, oh. but I don't want to be younger. Well, I don't care either way. It's like you live, you grow, you age, and then well, you, aging you pass. Is, I think aging is going to be painful. I'm not really quite looking forward to that. Ah, we're all like, look, a lot of better than the alternative. Yes, a lot of the alternative. A lot of really great people who came before us got old. 
Yeah. And they died. And I'm just like, why would I not want the human experience? Yeah, that is part Wait, of it. Wait, that sounds like a cope. I, I'd want to live longer if I could. I've like had if this I could almost live cope? forever. Yeah, because it almost sounds like you, you say you don't want to live forever because we don't have the opportunity to. And I'm saying that to make myself feel no, better that's about not true. it. You know what's funny is I have this same debate with my son who is 12 and we talk about whether or not you'd want to live forever. And I'm always like, yeah, you'd want to live forever. That's amazing. You know, you could see everything. You could see how the, the human story comes to a final conclusion, like what really happens. And he's like, yeah, but you'd have to watch all the people that you love and care about die. Why would you want to do that, Mom? Yeah, but that, that's, that's not the issue. The issue is after, you know, a good 30 years, you're like, I understand humans. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so I, I, I don't think there's any, you know, I mean, really? maybe maybe you'll watch. I don't want to live forever. Maybe you'll watch technology develop and then you'll get to the point where you can plug your brain in the matrix or something. But I'm just like, I would I would rather in the human experience is the human experience. I don't understand why it's a bad thing that people it's want. It's not to a bad thing. I mean, it's just. Well, I, I don't understand why it's something to be avoided. I don't think like, it's I something actually, to be avoided either, personally. I look forward but, to being old. But if, if like, there were the opportunity you, to live further, nah. that would did, be cool. Did you ever see Johnny Knoxville? Like, I'd like Knoxville? to live to be like 150, something like that. Perfect Remember health. when Johnny Knoxville dressed up like an old man and, and just caused trouble? Bad it's because grandpa, people yeah. are like, he's an old guy. What are you going to do about it, you know? <laughs> like, are oh, you yeah. saying that's going to be you as an old man? Like well, Grandpa Simpson? Yeah. <laughs> not Grandpa Simpson, like Johnny Knoxville was doing. Like he would walk in, he would just like grab a bunch of groceries and just like walk away. But they're like, hey, he's just an old guy. He's confused. That oh, is no. what Grandpa Simpson does. He says that they let you shoplift. I oh, think. okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't shoplift, but you know, when you're old, it's just like, you just go and do, it's like, it's like, you've got nothing left to lose. The world's your oyster. You know, go skydiving, and you're like, I don't when know. you're like ninety, yes, I, well, I do that. Heart you, you could run for president. I mean, Why I go skydiving? You could still be president. <laughs> I think Bernie Sanders is about to run again too. <laughs> do you think he's gonna run? Yeah, I do. I, I think but I think Donald Trump was like, probably thinking that he was talking like, about like kids and stuff. I I look forward to the summer because because I have to travel a lot for work, and I'm looking forward to the summer because I'm gonna take my son with me to all of the places that I have to go, and I'm stoked. It's gonna be awesome. That sounds beautiful. Right? We're <laughs> going to like, I'm really hoping I can find good hotels with nice pools. This is what I'm, this is what I'm hoping for for my summer. How do we get into immortality from bots on Twitter? Well, I because, so. because robots rules. never die. That's right. Yeah, those bots are going to carry Joe Biden's wisdom into the future, Tim. <laughs> the person running Joe Biden's account is actually a bot. <laughs> Elon does an audit. Okay, that would not be surprising. Not at all. Not the person standing at the podium is actually a bot. If you look at the ridiculous things that his account tweets out. You know, so I, I read, it would be really funny if just like one day when Joe was like stuttering, a guy walked up with like a, a screwdriver and like bopped him on the arm <laughs> and then like jiggled him. And then he was like, oh, the economy has been in dire straits for some time. And it's like, <laughs> no, he would never admit that. Percussive maintenance, I think they call it. No, like he's malfunctioning. Sparks are coming up. <laughs> Yeah, Not, somehow well, Biden thinks Putin is running the country, and that's why everything's going to hell. Well, I saw a conspiracy uh, pyramid a while ago, Tim, and I believe it had Biden is a robot as Did one of really? the conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, actually, let me double check. Let me tu- let me double check. No, 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 if Biden was a robot, that's that, that's like conspiracy theories are usually negative, right? It's like a bad thing is happening. If Biden was a robot, I'd be like, oh, that's a good. That's pretty good, you know? Because like right it, now, it I'm wouldn't actually be worried. such a bad robot. He's well, not a bad robot. I'm worried about Biden's capabilities to do the job, and if it turned out he's actually a robot, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know. You know, Bi- Biden's in, in poor health, but robots, all right. I think right? we should be concerned about Biden's ability to run the country. Oh, one million percent. We, I mean, I, we should have been concerned during the primaries. We were. Yeah, we were. It's really terrifying to see someone who is uh, as dotty and confused as this old man is actually try to lead the entire 
world, essentially. Well, isn't it? Which wild? is the job. I mean, the fact that the Democratic Party even picked him, like they had other options. They had other options. They, and they had. They picked yeah. a man. Yeah. Who I don't know why they did. Like, if the idea was that anyone could beat Trump, why not run Buttigieg? Right. It's like, nah. Well, we have him now anyway. He's out there fixing potholes. What do you think about Elon? He tweeted that he's uh, officially running as a Republican. I'm sorry. He's voting. Yeah, calm down. Oh, we need a disinformation voting. board right oh. now. Hold on. By the way, I have to say, so I pulled the uh, conspiracy theory pyramid up again. Yes, Biden is a robot is a conspiracy oh, theory on there. Not only that, but it is a theater that it was a, the- a theory that makes you a danger to yourself and others to believe. So Elon Musk tweeted. In the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party, but they have become the party of division and hate, so I can no longer support them and will, and will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. And he also then tweets, political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in coming months. Yep. Oh, what do you guys think? Does it matter? Is it, is it something we all have experienced ourselves and know already? I think one thing that it shows is how far to the left the Republican Party has actually moved. Yeah. It's substantially to the left of what it used to be. And you can tell because people like Elon Musk are going to vote Republican after a lifetime of voting Democrat. I'm essentially a conservative because the Democrats have gone so far to the left and I stayed right here and the Republicans came over and I was like, oh, hey, fellas. Exactly. No, it's true. And I hear so many people say that the only time I've ever heard someone say something along the lines of I'm on the left just because the Republican Party's gone so far right is when they're on corporate media and there's some rhino. Right. Right. It's like, oh, no one in real life says that ever. Well, it's, it's like not some true. sixty year not old not true. sixty year old millionaire warmonger who's like, I don't know, I don't recognize my party anymore. Yes. The Democrats want to blow up kids in the Middle East, so I'm gonna vote for them. It's like okay, that's why I won't. That's why I won't. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same. I'm super conflicted on Elon Musk continuing to like evolve and put his hands more into politics because he's going to be another billionaire potentially funding candidates in the future. He might be another Peter Thiel type figure in the future. So it'll be interesting to see how he changes and develops. But I am highly... I wonder why I he know. would fund any politicians. Do you? Do we well, really Well, because he has he's to? trying to get involved in politics one way or another. And like Twitter was a way... he can't be president, right? Um, I no, think he, he was... Born in, he South was born in South Africa. But it wouldn't be worth it for him to run. He could just have his paws on different elections uh, by funding people. But what I was trying to get to in, in a full circle kind of way is that he still has deep connections to China. He still has Tesla factories in China. And he will still be at the whim of this government, the Chinese government, the communist Chinese government, that is, if he does want to do any business there in the future, he needs to make sure he doesn't step on any toes. I know we kind of overlooked that because uh, Musk has become this sort of anti-left figure. And when no, we don't do overlook that. that. We talk about it all the time. That what? That Elon Musk has praised China on more than one occasion. He's got factories in China. Sure, but he's kind of become a hero in some mm. online anti-left circles because he is a big voice willing to come out against these people. And it seems as though all you have to do nowadays to be- get a lot of fans on-, on Twitter is say the obvious that men can't become women yep. or something like that. So it's just – I think people ought to be cautious who they end up supporting, being reactionaries against others. But if you think about saying men can't become women on Twitter, a month ago that would have gotten you banned from no. the platform. Uh, maybe, maybe. Twitter's bans are, it's a, it's a cast system. Mm-hmm. The more followers you have, the more you can say. So I said, I tweeted, what did I tweet? Don't cut off teenage girls' tits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, someone reported me. 
And I got an email from it's like from Twitter, and it was like, "You've been reported under German law or whatever," and we found no violation. Whenever I tweet stuff like this, people are like, "Oh, Tim's gonna get banned now," and I'm like, are "You kidding, dude? I got a million followers. Not gonna ban me." Well, the yeah. Babylon Bee got banned for saying mm-hmm. that. Uh, oh, I know. Rachel I know. Levine, who's obviously a man, is well, a man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's because. Uh, and it was Twitter's funny. policy it was is if you target an individual. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you say a generality, mm-hmm. then they they give you more leeway. If you have a small account, like a hundred followers, and you say you know men and women are are different or something, they'll ban you. Mm-hmm. If you have a big account like the Babylon Bee and said men are different, they'd leave you alone. But they said Rachel Levine specifically. Mm-hmm. Is it right. too cliche to say that double mastectomies are modern day uh, lobotomies almost in a way? Well, they don't. They that. don't remove your brain. They don't remove the same thing. But just as we look at back on lobotomies mm-hmm. now, sort of medical malpractice is how in the future I, we will look back on these too. sort of surgeries. I mean, it's, it's certainly an anti-mother operation yeah. right? i think it's like a butchering it's like the next stage of plastic surgery and kind of a butchering of a body yeah, yeah. i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to deviate too far from what we were talking about because we are going to talk about this in just a second sure so I, well, you know talking about elon and twitter sure well, if we're on the topic of elon i just want to respond to what you said i totally agree i've said this in the past i'm cautiously optimistic about elon i'm not totally sold and it's absolutely true all someone has to say is i'm not completely all the way on the far left with respect to one single issue or I think the left has gone too far here, and all of a sudden the right wing is all over that person. Yeah, and there's also a lot of parallels between Elon Musk and somebody who's commonly demonized, Bill Gates. I mean, mm. these are both people who so are, had their come-ups in the tech industry. And some of the stuff Elon Musk says is crazier than what Bill Gates says. Elon Musk is the chip planter. Well, the difference well, Elon Musk, though, Bill Gates, Gates, really Romeo, like Elon Musk and Bill Gates, Romeo and Juliet. I will say and they're both billionaires. They're both, you know, the richest people that existed during their time period, during the top. But Bill Gates gets demonized like no other, and Elon Musk becomes a hero of the same people. Well, the same people who will complain about Bill Gates being some demonic, you know, mm-hmm. cabal man will praise Elon Musk for the simplest things on Twitter. Sure. Well, but I, but the, I want to mention the Broadway one thing about show, that. Though, if, I, if I may, that's the Broadway show. Nina Jankowitz plays Elon Musk <laughs> as Juliet and uh, James O'Keefe plays Bill Gates as Romeo. So and that's the show. To your point, I, I hear in but so the reason I consider myself cautiously optimistic about Elon Musk, but I don't like Bill Gates comes down to really one really important issue. It's that Bill Gates has repeatedly said things like there are too many people in this world. He's discussed population control, whereas Elon Musk is basically the only ultra wealthy person saying we need more people. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not a fan of the brain chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm weird. not a fan of the brain so chips, but could... I think it's gotten to the point where there are so few elites saying anything even remotely saying that when one of them does it's a victory and Look, doesn't he have a bunch of kids yeah, yes i know bill gates also has a history with his like father supporting uh, margaret thatcher or sanger in the past uh, that with connections with planned parenthood but yeah. i still think you know if you want to extrapolate what elon musk says with the brain chips mm. it's just as bad as anything i think bill gates has said in, in particular so it's just i think it's an interesting thing how well, well, we well, were choosing with the, the two what of them about opposed. the brain chips I think he said Are you he just wants talking a about future. Neuralink. Yeah, yeah. So Neuralink is—I mean—it's a pretty fascinating tool, and if it's used properly, I think it would really help people who are disabled. Okay, so, fascinating. And, and, right, right. So one of the things it can help do is people who have spinal injuries. Right. It can help connect their brain to other parts of the body. And but, Bill uh, Gates is trying to cure but, but, different diseases in sure, Africa. Sure, sure, sure. And so, the, so, so that's why this is a moot point. My question is: What is Elon Musk is going to force the chip into people's brains? Well, offering up a service that you don't like and don't think is creepy is bad. We can criticize it, people who do bad things. But the, the, the question uh, around it, here is around freedom. Bill Gates has called for rescinding freedoms, saying, how is, how is Elon going to stop misinformation? You can't do this. He said, we need less people. 
and uh, Bill Gates said that. And Elon Musk has said, we, we actually need more people to sustain the planet and people should have freedom of speech. Now, the things they work on, we can criticize. But when we're specifically talking about Elon and things we like, it's for the things we like. And when we criticize them, it's for the things we don't like. And the end result, I believe, is supporting freedom of speech and and defending the rights of humans or saying people are good and we need more of them will probably create a better outcome in the long run, no matter what he works on in terms of Neuralink. Bill Gates saying the opposite is darkness that will lead us on a very dark path of death and suffering. Yeah, I actually totally agree with that. And I do um, I do like this idea that we need more people because uh, we need people to support the people that already exist and we need to create more resources. Um, and human beings are the best resource the planet has. I, I don't completely agree that, um, you know, we've, we've talked ab- about overpopulation mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who say, actually, let me try and find Google Earth. There are a lot of people who say that um, we're not overpopulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it, that, that, that's an opinion I think you guys have, right? Yeah. Have you ever looked at a map of the United States? Yes. yes. Have you ever actually looked and at down at the, the level of development in North America? Like it's only really popping on the coasts. No, well, I mean you can no, no, the entirety, everything. When you look at pull up, look, we've got when Google you Earth say here. Development. I mean, like when when you see pictures Humans of it at night, you see where the, the terrain. lights are. Human right? altering terrain doesn't matter where the lights are. Mm. Grab Illinois, for instance, and when you zoom in, basically the entirety of the state has been developed. Mm. There's some pockets of trees in some state parks, but you can just go straight through the state in any direction, and every little square is human development. Why is that bad? So I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm certainly saying when the entirety of Illinois or other states are completely developed, we overpopulation is something that I think we should t- discuss or entertain. Well, shouldn't we then sh- people maybe should move to other places? I mean, it's if not you, about, if you not do not that, it's not about moving. They don't live there. We've taken the land mm-hmm. and we've cut it and developed it to produce a certain thing. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we can say maybe we're not overpopulated, but we're overproducing. We are utilizing massive swaths of mil- millions of you know acres or whatever to produce all of this all the all this food and all these resources that we're consuming like crazy. Maybe if humans consumed less, we might not have to worry about overdevelopment. We're shipping in fertilizer from from Europe. Norman Borlaug has increased crop yield, but nutrient density has diminished substantially. So I I think. As much as I, you know, I, I respect Elon Musk saying things like more people is better than less people, because when you say less people, really bad things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should try and make sure we're having a legitimate conversation. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can point to a few things that I think at least would need to be questioned, like the bug population collapses, yeah. uh, the dead, the dead zones mm-hmm. in, in the, in the ocean, fishery collapse and mass pollution. Maybe it's not overpopulation. You know, we, we talked with Michael Malice about this. It may be over pollution or over development or something. Exactly. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that last statement. My issue with the idea of this being an overpopulation issue, framing the narrative that way, is that you are, with that framing, indicating what the solution has to be in your mind. So it's circular. If you say we have an overpopulation problem, that we, then what you're effectively saying is the solution is for there to be less people. Right. The salute. Well, but but if you point on. out the way you did that, there there are issues such as you know insect populations declining if that's the case or pollution then we ask the question how can we deal with these problems and there's no reason to believe the solution is to get rid of people or have less people with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I agree with that 100%. I think the solution is actually um, better agricultural technology and, and, mm-hmm. and development. I believe it is culture. I think the, uh, the United States has cultural problems. I think we all agree with that. Yeah. I think we have a, we have a culture of gluttony instead of responsibility. Amen. I think that is a problem. Absolutely. So you have you have people who are morbidly obese, and instead of being like maybe I should consume less, they're like this is fine actually. Oh, beautiful. Let's get on the cover of a magazine and tell everyone else to live this way too. I, I think know. we have a parenting problem as well because Agreed. I think that parents don't teach their children to be responsible either for themselves or for others, and I think that that is a key thing to do. Like. Children, you know, stop worrying about what college your kids are going to go to or what career they're going to have. And instead, teach your kids to grow up to be kind, responsible people who can take care of themselves and the people that they love. Mm-hmm. And, and who also want to. I think that's what's so And find insidious. joy in it. Find yeah. joy in it. Yeah. Yeah. We ha- I mean, I saw a post not long ago, and, and you see a lot of this from people saying things like, you know, so much of our life is dedicated to work. And I, I do believe that at some point people can be overworked 100%, and that's a problem. But they were saying things along the lines of, you know, the only thing meaningful about my life is when I'm off work. And I think a lot of that is, firstly, an issue with the kinds of jobs people have now. There's a good argument to be made for that. But also that no one finds any value in the service of others, and people don't take any pride in doing things that make other people's lives easier. But the other thing, too, is that we have completely diminished the value of just doing work, Yeah. right? I mean, if there's a job worth doing, and this is cliche, but there's a reason it's cliche. If there's a job worth doing, it's worth doing as well as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there was recently, I forget what it was, but sometimes there'll be like an article at work and I'm going to be writing it at Post Millennial. And sometimes I think like, you know, I don't really feel like writing this. And then I think, okay. If you don't feel like writing it, clearly you're missing something. Mm-hmm. Clearly you're missing some aspect of this story. Go figure it out. Do some research. Investigate it. Find out the interesting part of it and then write it. And whenever that happens, oddly, those end up being my best pieces. The ones where I'm not sure at first and I'm just kind of like, eh. And then I dig into it and I'm like, oh, well, that's actually fascinating. And now I have a great piece. We were, we were talking about transitions a moment ago. So I wanted to hold off because we have a story here actually. This is a tweet from Colin Wright, good friend of the show, and it's actually just a repost of an Instagram post from a female amateur skateboarder. He says, female skateboarder Taylor Silverman is speaking out after placing second to a male competitor who identifies as a woman at the Red Bull Cornerstone contest. Uh-oh. Silverman and other female skateboarders were robbed of their achievements and prize money that was meant for women. In the post made on Instagram, Taylor Silverman said, My name is Taylor Silverman. I I am a female athlete. I've been skateboarding for 11 years and competing for several years. 
I have been in three different contests with trans women, two of which I placed second. And the last contest series I did for Red Bull, I placed second. The trans competitor who won took $1,000 in the qualifiers, $3,000 in finals, and $1,000 in best trick. This totaled $5,000 of the prize money meant for female athletes. I took $1,000 in qualifiers and $1,750 for second place, so $2,750 in total. The girl who took third received $750. The girl who deserved $1,000 for best trick, best trick took nothing along with whoever would have placed third. I deserved to place first, be acknowledged for my win, and get paid. I reached out to Red Bull and was ignored. I am sick of being bullied into silence. In the next post, Taylor Silverman posted the email sent to Red Bull saying, hope all is well with you. I am reaching out in hopes of being directed to the right person to express my concerns about what occurred at the Red Bull Cornerstone contest with the transgender competitor in the women's division. Perhaps that is you. If not, hopefully you can put me in contact with the correct person. A biological man with a clear advantage won the women's division, best trick, and also multiple qualifiers. This took away the opportunity that was meant for women to place and earn money. What happened was unfair. And at the time, I was too uncomfortable to speak up. I understand that in today's society, even some women think this is acceptable, but I believe in doing the right thing, even if it's not the popular thing. I now realize it's really important for me to speak up, and I'd like to schedule a time to talk. So I have announced that uh, I got my math wrong, but uh, um, I have announced. I said Tim Cass will gladly cover the difference and grant Taylor Silverman the $2,250 difference lost to placing behind a male athlete. We will also be willing to cover the total, total lost revenue for the female athletes who would have placed higher were it not for the male athlete. Now, she didn't lose 2250. She lost 1250 because she didn't win best trick. Someone else, I guess you said, would have. And so the, so some people have asked me, they said, you know, Tim, you, you, you said that the NCAA women, you know, it's, it's too bad for them or whatever. And I was like, no, 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 hold on. What I said was. You mean the swimming? The swimming. Uh, I said, they are not complaining about it. How can I speak up for them if they're not speaking out for themselves? Taylor Silverman spoke up for herself, said, I don't believe this is fair. And I believe that's, that's deserving of, of support. And also totally biased. Mm-hmm. I've been skateboarding my whole life. Mm. I, I had worked with the uh, organization briefly, mind you, that actually got equal pay for women at the X Games. We've talked about it quite a bit. When I saw this, Knowing what I know from skateboarding for, what, what am I going on, 23 years, knowing about the physical elements, knowing about the physics, Taylor Silverman is absolutely correct. And let me, let me make this point before we get into the bigger picture. Some people have said, uh, in response to me, we had our good friend, the amazing atheist, said women should compete in the women's division. I responded to Colin Wright saying that men, males, have a higher center of gravity. What this means is that from a standing position, a man can ollie higher a male can ollie higher than a female. Females carry their center of gravity lower, which is better for balance in a lot of ways, but means their their ollie height, their jump height will be lower. There are very clear differences and advantages that males will have regardless of hormone replacement therapy. Skateboarding is not a muscle-based sport where it's like the stronger you are, the better you can be. There's there's aggress- uh, aggression. There's grit, like your willingness to take risks. And it's very much control. If you have a higher center of gravity, you're going to be able to clear higher obstacles. Women also have what's called a more pronounced Q angle. That's the quadricep angle, meaning because of the wide hips, the femur and the quadriceps come at a harsher angle than a male would, regardless of hormone replacement therapy. This means that biological females competing at any stage are going to be higher, uh, more prone to leg injuries, knee injuries, ankle injuries. 
a clear advantage for male athletes, regardless of if they're transitioning or not. So this one, to me, I think needs, you know, I'm, I'm biased, obviously. But also, it's gone, the story's gone viral. Everybody's talking about it. Um, I think it's important to talk about, and I think it's important that people like Taylor Silverman are speaking out and saying, you know, I think this is not fair. Now, the, the crazy element is her post on Instagram has something like, the last I checked, 11,000 comments. Yeah, it's huge. The anti-Semitism. Because mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Silverman's Jewish. Right. Crazy. Crazy. And she has a Star of David in her, in her Right. Bio. And these are, these are the leftists who hate Israel, mm-hmm. who believe in these weird conspiracy theories, like, like the Farrakhan stuff, and are now going after her and attacking her for being Jewish, simply because she said... This is money that was meant for female athletes. Yeah, I mean, look, the left doesn't care about these things that they claim to when they talk about, like, racism, sexism, homophobia. In fact, despite their vitriol, they don't even really care about the transgender issue. They just try to use these labels to accuse anyone they think it would be useful to get out of the public discussion. Um, And when it comes to their attacks on other people, they're almost always willing to resort to these labels, but it's never talked about, right? So it's an instance of... And creating a rule surrounding certain language uh, about ethnicities like slurs and then saying we are only going to prosecute one group of people for doing this. So people on the left can get away with it like crazy. I think they also wanted to figure out how to make sure that white men could be qualified as diversity hires. Hmm. <laughs> I think stories like these are the biggest threat to so-called trans rights because at this point, when you get into the sports and physically comparing the two, it's unavoidable. So I know for a lot of people, they think live and let live. If somebody's above 18, let them go through the process. If they want to get these plastic surgeries to make them look like the opposite sex, fine. It's not hurting anybody. But then once you get to down to something like a competition where the differences are obvious, we're going to be seeing more and more cases like this. Like Leah Thomas, for example. Women's women's rights activists know about this. Mm -hmm. Women's rights rights activists can clearly see um, that showing the unfairness of men competing against women in women's sports could be the turning point needed. I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, to Taylor Silverman. You can follow her on Instagram, Taylor May Silverman. And and on Twitter, I believe uh, her Twitter is TM Silverman. But specifically because she posted on Instagram this, truth sounds like hate. To those who hate the truth. Many, many people so, in her position didn't stand. Like for the Leah Thomas, there was no right. woman who actually stood up. Only so the one who her. lost. Yeah. She after had, she, yeah. So she, so this, this, this is another interesting thing. Uh, Taylor spoke up, um, I believe it's been a few months since the event. Mm-hmm. And I actually talked to her. We're, we're, we're maybe working something out, uh, some kind of, you know, we'll do an interview or maybe. But um, it's been a few months actually since the contest. And I looked at her record. She's somebody who actually won, actually got cash. She got second place. She, you know, she, she qualifies. She's winning. When it came to the NCAA swim meet, the only person who spoke up was the one who got bumped. Like an eighth place or whatever it was. It was yeah, it was like, yeah. what was it, 17th or something, 16th mm. place or something? By the way, yeah, I made a decision. It, and it wasn't even okay. her. It was actually her teammate who spoke up on her behalf. Oh, wow. I am going to start calling all of the people who want men dressed as women to compete in women's sports men's rights activists. Yes. They are men's they, rights they are, activists. They are, you are, if you, you say be, you that be like adopting, a trans woman should be able to compete in women's sports, you are an MRA. And you will be adopting the language of radical feminists when you do it. And That's bravo, right, bravo, bravo, shame. Look, when women well, talk... Well, well, I listen. We didn't, didn't we talk to Vosh about that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about men's rights activism. I, I said, I said, I said, I don't, I don't care for using the word men or women. I'll just say male. So when I when I tweeted this, we had a, a 
Was T.J. Kirk is his name, right? The Amazing Atheist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, T.J. Kirk. He yeah. said uh, women should compete in the women's division. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, it's, it's, it's absurd to me that you're having a semantic argument. For what reason did we create women's division sports? Was it because sometimes people wear dresses? No, it's because there are biological differences yep. to, a, to a, a great 90% of the time, to a great degree, uh, uh, between males and females. And the colloquial understanding in human society was that man and woman meant male and female. In fact, the mo- to most people today, it still does. So when someone says a trans woman is a woman, therefore should compete in the women's division, it's like, we didn't create the women's division based on the clothing you wear. No, we, we didn't create the women's division based on how you felt that day. Like, oh, today I've decided I'm... I mean, what if someone's gender fluid? And I'm serious. That's not just like a dunk on the lips. What if someone is gender fluid? On the day they feel like a woman, do they compete in the women's division? The answer answer would be yes. There is actually a CEO in the UK who... Um, Make 70 uh, cents less per dollar when when they identify as a woman that no, day? No, oh, okay. In fact, there's I believe it's a CEO who is gender fluid and some days wears uh, pencil skirts and some days wears trousers and was honored as like, you know, best woman CEO or something like that. So <laughs> playing both sides. For the, so for the day uh, when he was in the pencil skirt. One of, one of the uh, difficulties for anyone to speak up is that they're speaking out against people they know. Mm. And that's a, a big component that I think a lot of people should understand. So I know many pro skateboarders. For years, I have been told by many pro skateboarders, they're upset with what's happening. They're upset with politics. Many secretly support Trump. And they all say, but I cannot risk my livelihood to speak out. And so, exactly. Yeah. Well, this don't, is don't, don't come to me. But I will say, I wanted to add something to this. Uh, there is an issue at play here and it is a pro skateboarder that I have met and skated with on a couple occasions who's friends with people I know named Leo Baker. Uh, Leo Baker is a, is, is a um, non-binary, I believe, formerly, I, I believe, trans man. And before that was, uh, was a top female athlete named Lacey Baker. And I'm, I, 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 I mean no disrespect, but I have questions. And that question is, when Leo was competing as a, as a female in the women's division as Lacey Baker and winning, Lacey transitions into, in, in, into Leo, says that they're trans, but continues to compete against women. So my problem is, who is coming out and saying that Taylor Silverman is wrong when she says this? Why is it that a biological male can, can say that they now identify as a woman and compete against women, but a biological female can say, I am now trans, but still compete against women? It's because everyone knows that it's fake. Everyone is aware of the lie and we're supposed to just deal with the fact that we know it's a lie and say something that is untrue, which is exactly what happens, which is literally what happens in the book 1984 is that you're supposed to know that, you know, you, you believe, you believe the truth and you speak the lie. And that is the most dangerous aspect of this. What what, what I want to add to, sorry, just Mm -hmm. because um, when I saw this story, I saw Colin Wright's tweet that Taylor spoke out. That's, uh, uh, look, Taylor is not somebody who is a prominent pro skateboarder with millions of followers who can risk speaking out and be rich. These pro skateboarders who tell me they can't speak out, I'm like, you own how many houses? You have how many followers? You'd lose half of them. You'd still be rich. Or at the very least, you'd be middle class. Well, J.K. Rowling speaks out. She's spoken. Exactly. She's said that she has lost opportunities. She keeps speaking out. She keeps act, you know, being active for women's rights. 
And I have the utmost respect for that. I have the utmost respect for Miss Silverman here. And I hope that, you know, I hope that you guys work out a great situation um, and that she's able to be, you know, continue being successful in her chosen path. We all know that it's unreasonable. When we saw Leah Thomas swimming in the pool against women, we could all see that it was completely a total lie that this person should be competing against these much shorter, much smaller, much less strong women. And we were just supposed to go along with it anyway. And people did. And it's it's shocking to see that. And I think that the more this happens and the more we see women athletes start to speak out, the more hopefully the tide will shift on this. And, you know, Beth Stelzer, who does Save Women's Sports, who's a really fascinating person who saw this happen in weightlifting, you know, she's been fierce and fighting on this. I think the key so, thing you said there is women, and it needs to come from women. And that's why I think Taylor May is so commendable here. Because if it doesn't come from women, I mean, men could bark about this all they want, but it's women who are the victims and are missing the opportunities because of this. So they, unfortunately, in our society, need to be the most vocal about it because people don't like listening to men. So I'll address one wait, wait, super chat, and they're saying that I complained that the swimmers didn't speak up until after they had lost. So let's break this down. First... Is Tim biased? Yes, obviously. I'm a skateboarder. I've been skateboarding for, for 23 years. So, of course, this I see this story and I'm like, oh, harumph. You know, how dare they? But there is a difference. With the NCAA, they had been consistently competing. They knew it was happening. They knew it was going to happen. They had swam more than one time. There were multiple races. My understanding of this story, having dug into it and spoken with some people involved, when you go to a skateboarding contest, you don't know who you're competing against. You, you They say, hey, there's going to be a contest in this place at this time. You go to a local qualifier, then you show up, and all of a sudden you see who you're competing against. My understanding is that this is not an instance that's exactly the same, where this person knew, I'm going to fly to this place and compete in this contest against a trans person. It was, they showed up and said, oh, really? Now, fair criticism. It did take Taylor a few months to speak out. And uh, I, I think, you know, you need to speak out sooner than that. And that, and, and But that's fine. I mean, look, man, um, I can be angry and critical. And I, I think the fact that she was second place, won cash, could have walked away with the cash, not as much cash as she wanted. But instead, she's like, no, 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 no. I've got to say something about this. Because the woman who got bumped out of the, the bracket isn't speaking up. Like with the NCA, the woman who got bumped from the bracket was the one who spoke out. And I said, you're only speaking out because you, you lost the money. Well, in this instance, the person who got bumped didn't speak out, and the person who did get the money is the one speaking out. And I'm like, okay, but but either way, either way, um, I gotta spe- say, I love that out. they, uh, I love that they came for your sport, and you were just like, no, that's it. I'm not doing. <laughs> then it. they I, came I love for it. skateboarding. I love it. Right. They I love came it. for swimming, and I said nothing well, because came, I do not that's swim. Not true. I, I, I think <laughs> there's a fair <laughs> element there. Really absolutely, isn't. I think, I think, but I think that's element. great. I think that's great. You know, when you see it happen in your own stuff, I think it really makes a big difference. I saw this happen in theater when suddenly um, grants that were because, you know, there were grants like women's plays. Only women should submit plays for this and, you know, proposals and whatever. And then the the granting opportunities and the opportunities that had been specifically for women were suddenly for women or self-identified women and i was like what's this about this is not reasonable you know it's not these this is not for playwrights who are men in dresses this is supposed to be for women playwrights and everything changed i also changed very quickly and i that's why you know that's in part why i started speaking out about this because i found that so infuriating and stupid it is infuriating and it's not as if anyone could change the the definition of woman like men and women are different but I do find it comical that women were never asked 
No, because only men. <laughs> they were literally <laughs> never asked. Dudes started wearing dresses and like they said, "Yeah, we're women." And it's like, do you have opinions about that? Like, yes, they're neck. No, you're not allowed to. Like, you're not allowed. Well, imagine, there was no imagine vote. a situation. There was no policy. There was no. There's no committee. Imagine a situation where a six foot tall man in a dress with heels looks down at you and says, "I'm a woman." I'm You'd a be woman. Like, Are you oh, going to say otherwise? Okay. You're like, yeah, no, you're, you're a woman. Oh, sure, okay. Don't we, don't we, hurt me, Mister Crazy Man. We yeah. try to be yeah. respectful. To uh, to people who are you know we 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 try to be respectful as I mentioned uh, often even Ben Shapiro said he would use preferred pronouns in a, in a public setting because it's just easier though he doesn't agree with it and wouldn't use it in an in a, um, an academic or a journalistic setting we 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 are the tolerant we say I may not like it but you know I'm gonna mind my own business you know you do your thing and that's how gay marriage comes to pass we're like okay look you're gonna you're gonna get your tax benefits you can go into your home you can do your thing. And then it's it's funny because there's that meme from 2000 and was it 2012 or something or 2000 yeah it was like what happens if gay marriage becomes yes. legalized and it's like World War Three will happen people will start teaching That's kids right. how, about about gay sex and it's just like and here we are those things are happening That's what's going down Let's jump to this story though from the <laughs> AP U.S. soccer equalizes pay in milestone with women and men They say the U.S. Soccer Federation reached a milestone agreement to pay its men and women teams equally making the American national governing body the first in the sport to promise both sexes matching money. Oh, boy. So this is why I think this is crazy. <laughs> Lydia. They have different funny. pay structures. <laughs> They're different leagues. It would be like, imagine if Burger King announced that they were going to be paying McDonald's employees the same rates. So my question is... Are they bringing is, the men up or the women down? Or the reverse? <laughs> no. They cut the men's salary. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, all right, we're but cutting so funds. So are they taking funds that... Uh, were generated by the men's division and giving them to the women's division because the women's division can't make enough to pay them what they pay the men. Yes, uh, I think that's what it is. So it says U.S. women and men's team agree historic deal to share World Cup prize money. Oof. So uh, that is very that is very insulting so, to the so they, people they will who share? are generating. Yeah, that look at revenue. this. So so I think the AP was wrong. What the, what the story is, at least from the Guardian, is that they're going to share each other's prize money with each other. So, so are they saying that the women should be dependent upon men's money? I find that interesting. I so the men are going to be giving up. Are men up, providers? I guess yes. so. Huh. Apparently. The men are going to give up large, you know, <laughs> millions upon millions, and the, the, the female athletes are going to give up hundreds of thousands. Is so why would men play for the, the U.S. team? Why wouldn't they just go play in Europe and make a lot of money and not play on the national team at all? The interesting part about this is, is that the men's team is actually trash relative to other men's soccer mm. teams. And our well, female, sure. no, our female soccer team is one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, but, but men's still men's bad. soccer generates Makes more money. More yeah, money. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's number one. So if well, we're America it, first right now, then we should be rooting for our women's team. I mean, yeah, root for them, but they're still generating less money. So why should they get more? Yeah, we should support them too. We should buy what was I mean, name? if the people want to support Rapino, you can buy a Rapino. Where's your Rapino jersey, Alan? Like, where is it? Let's see. Why aren't you dyeing your hair purple just to get like Megan Rapino? I did go to the parade when they won though in New York City. There was a parade. Yeah, when they won a few years ago. The people who want us. The people who want to support the women's team, like they can watch. People can get invested in this without having to take from the men's team. And it's funny because you mentioned the men's team is not that good. I don't follow sports, but I've heard that. But it's not as if anyone's saying, well, you know, we should be giving the trophies that the women win to the men's team because we just like men more. What we're saying is if a group of people earn a certain amount of money, they should get that amount of money. And if a group of people earns less than that, you don't redistribute it to make them feel better. Well, Well, it's a socialist Especially when they're making money playing sports. They have a dream job. They're an athlete. You do and you're a communist. Yeah, exactly. It's a socialist soccer team. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's Which like, makes sense because it is a European sport, right? No one's South no, American. I, I love when the, 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 the blue checkies journalists were like, the women actually win and the men don't, but the men are getting paid more money. And it's like the men negotiate a different pay structure. That was literally it. Well, there's also different audiences. There were, there were, there were bonuses or guarantees and the women wanted guarantees and the men wanted bonuses or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like the men got bonus money and made money and the women didn't or something. My, but, but also, yeah, it's just like, imagine someone working at McDonald's and they're like, this McDonald's makes a million dollars per month. And then across the street is a Burger King that's only making like 500,000 per month. So the Burger King employees get angry and go on strike and say it's not fair that McDonald's employees <laughs> get paid more than us. It's like you're different businesses. I get you both sell cheeseburgers, but you're different businesses. So then they agree to share their salaries. Like, okay, sure, I guess. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all either. So do like if the men win, they have to give money to the women or something? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be less incentivized to win. You're not making as much money. <laughs> I think they're the going to be gonna do even worse. Less incentivized to play on this team. So wait, hold on. Well, you said the men's team is really bad. So does that mean the men aren't going to win and aren't going to make money? And so the women's team isn't going to end up making this money from the men anyway? I think it's more MRAs. Just care. Yeah. They're, 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 the, the people supporting the women here, they're, they're men's rights activists. Who think well, men what if should we be got, getting uh, alimony? What if we got uh, <laughs> trans women to fill the women's league instead? But they would have to... I guess we could, right? That's well, a are, I'm sorry. Are they trying to exclude trans women from their well, space? So, so the issue that I had with the... Uh, are, well, the question is, are there any trans women on the women's soccer team? We don't even know that. And they're, if they're there aren't, well, it's maybe. clearly bigotry. Obviously. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the argument from the left on this is, uh, again, you know, the Amazing Atheist tweeted at me that, you know, tall people are better at basketball. We don't ban tall people. And it's like, okay, so then for what reason don't we just, like, seek out only trans women to play in the WNBA who are going to be taller or in women's soccer who are on average going to be substantially taller and have more bone density and muscle mass. The, the, the point I was bringing up with the skateboarding thing is that people like to mention strength. You know, it's like in, in swimming, your strength matters. Your strength and endurance matters. And uh, But in skateboarding, it doesn't. In skateboarding, it is control. It is timing. And the advantage of having a higher center of gravity, of having you know narrower hips, no matter what you do or change, that that's not going to have an impact. I'm wondering if in these skate contests, I don't think they have any um, uh, hormone requirement like some some sport leagues do, where it's like you got your testosterone has to be a certain level because that wouldn't matter anyway. In which case, my point is, are we going to come to the point where if the argument is based on gender as a social construct and not sex, then Someone who's literally a six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound muscular male could just be like, I'm a woman. Like Zuby, right? When Zuby did the deadlift and said he was a woman, mm-hmm. why not? That that should be completely permissible. Under their ideology, yes. Yes. In which case the women's I gotta say, why how about for women's soccer we should get a bunch of males? And I'm not I'm not saying this disparagingly or or, yeah. or as, no, as a gotcha. It's a, it's a real question. I think saying, I think you're just being inclusive, Tim. Well, no, no. But in all seriousness, if the goal of the team is to win money, Transfer. the goal of the team is to win contests, the, the we want the brand to succeed and the coaches want the best team possible, then they should have open tryouts and just bring on the best possible people that there, that, that there are. And if the team ends up being 90% trans women, we'll just we'll win more. Good. Right. I'm curious as to when we're going to see an actual big backlash from women on this actual issue as it becomes more common, because there aren't that many trans women 
in these sports yet. But as we continue to age, you know, the the youth, I think it's something like 20 to 30 percent of the youth nowadays um, considers themselves yeah, some form an, of LGBTQ. Yeah, here's an issue, though. There's a there's a lot of problems with um, early medicalization for trans identified youth. Um, and this was this was sort of interesting. Recently, a mom reached out to me um, and hipped me to a, a talk that was given by Dr. Marcy Bowers at Duke University, who is trans um, and has performed some 2000 uh, like trans surgeries. And a has, trans doctor performing the trans surgeries. Right. OK. And has performed these surgeries on young people. Um, has also prescribed the uh, puberty-blocking drugs, the Lupron, as well as the cross-sex hormones. If a child goes on puberty blockers and then goes directly on to cross-sex hormones and does not go through uh, natural puberty, they will have, um, they will never orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They will never have full sexual function. Or, or the emotional. Or the emotional yeah. aspect. Additionally, if you're a little boy and you go on a puberty blocker and then you start taking estrogen, you will never have enough genital material to be converted right. into the, you know, wound that is then referred to as the neo-vagina. That will also not work. Additionally, if you are a young person and you start taking cross-sex hormones, you are going to have substantial problems with bone density. So the odds that you're, yeah, blood coagulation, all of these things. So the odds that you're going to be able to play sports are remarkably Mm -hmm. small because you're just not going to have the physical capability to do that. So if a young man doesn't go through natal, doesn't go through natural puberty, he's not going to be able to play against Megan Rapinoe. Anyone who does that to a child belongs in jail. I I agree I think with the well, that's happening in, Big in how many states now? It's uh, what is it? Florida. Um, I, I think, think Iowa, maybe Florida. There was Iowa. Um, was it Oklahoma? Texas. I know. Yeah. There's a couple of states where it's yeah, it's Texas, illegal. Texas to announced do it. they'll 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 take the kids from the parents. Right, and then they actually ended up investigating. It was Ken Paxton's office, um, and it was actually inspired by Lips of TikTok, uh, which Lips of TikTok, I talked to her about it, and she was like, that was amazing. Like, I actually helped, you know? Um, but what was interesting is the attorney general's office then found themselves investigating a, a, a parent who worked at Texas Social Services for uh, medically transitioning their child. I think one of the great lies, one of the big lies in, among trans activists, obviously beyond that men can actually become women and women can actually become men, is that these puberty blockers have no consequences and that we have fully studied their unintended consequences. We're right now giving puberty blockers that were supposed to be used to treat, I forgot what exact hormonal diseases, but we don't fully understand what these puberty blockers do when used in the case of gender dysphoria in children. It's not completely there reversible. Been, there haven't the been and it's not completely reversible at all. There's, it's not, there's not I mean, any to say reason there are to believe yeah. that it's reversible. There's like yeah, but this is the argument the other, made. Yeah, to allow, because also you know once once a person goes once a child goes on those those puberty block Lupron right, which is uh, supposed to address precocious puberty, and then you take the child off. But in the, in cases of healthy children you go on it they put you on it and then you immediately you transition to cross sex hormones so you don't and most kids who go on the puberty blockers do go on to take the cross sex hormones because they're already believing it so it's not a pause button it's an initiation yeah 
Yeah. Um, the thing is, you can't exactly tell when somebody is going on hormone blockers, so it's hard to visibly see how many people are doing it. But what I do see as somebody who's from New York City, Brooklyn specifically, one of the most trans parts of the city, is that double mastectomies are relatively common. This isn't something that like you don't see or hear about from friends or friends or see, you see it a people. Bit. Yeah, it's relatively common. And I think that too convincing women that the right move or whatever you're dealing with interpersonal women deal with a lot of issues mentally going through puberty etc but to convince them to get double mastectomies to, to remove their breasts again i think is a form is comparable to modern day lobotomies yeah, and, yeah, and not just women the, girls i mean it yeah. happens Children. to people who are underage it happens to girls i want to i want to just kids if i may just one thing they they talk about how um you know they tell kids if you're not comfortable in your own body, then perhaps you're trans. And I think it's important for people to realize that uh, it's not really that normal to be comfortable in your own body. Yeah. Like, bodies are super uncomfortable. Especially That's during puberty. Point. And especially, yeah, during, especially puberty. during puberty. Puberty sucks for everybody. Like, it feels weird and yucky to have your body change. I know personally, like, it, I was 18 before I realized that I should wear a bra and it was my it was my college roommate who was like you really need to do this and I was like ew gross I don't really want to be involved in this oh you guys are all embarrassed that's really cute uh. um, <laughs> I mean I never realized to wear but a bra I was they horrified I was, horrif- I was like I was, I was horrified for, by being by like being a grown woman I was like this is really for men, uncomfortable for men it's called the bro Right, right. Isn't that? Uh, didn't Kramer do that on Seinfeld? It was had, no, like, it was George's whole... dad. That's right. The, that's right. No, he got he, he wanted the Manzier. The Manzier, but he had teamed up with uh, Kramer. Kramer. Wa- Kramer wanted the bro. That's right. right? Yeah. And he's like, no, the, right. and they were arguing Turn. about it. Oh, the Whoa, bro. The bro. <laughs> so let's throw it back to eugenics in the early 1900s, when we had uh, Matt Bender on the on the show. I like that segue. Well, it's because it's the idea that progressives aren't always right. They yeah. think they are. They think they always win, but that's not true. Seamus made a good point. He said every you said every instance in, in U.S. history where someone has tried to de- to deny personhood to another group of people, they've always lost. Mm-hmm. Something like that, right? Yeah. And no group of people who has ever made the distinction between human and person and said it's technically a human but not a person has ever been on the right side of history when we examine right. the situation later. So you look back at eugenics, and we've we've done away with that. It's like a bad idea. Nobody likes that. Yet the you know tenets of it still exist. Like uh, when we had Matt Bender on the show, he was saying he was he kept saying over and over again, if a baby was bef- born with deformity of abnormality, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be in favor of, of of you know ending its life. And I'm like, no. And he was like shocked by that. And I'm like, I'm not into eugenics. Right. Like if if a if a human being is born different, we want it to try and live. If here, here, what an uh, ableist view that is. That you and, should and it's, abort and it's crazy, but disabled children. Here's, here, here's the issue. Genetic diversity is important to the health of any species. This is basic science. It's, it's ob- observable. If we start saying these traits are undesirable, where does it end? And I'm not going to, oh, slippery slope. No, no, quite literally you have parents being like, oh, he's got a heart issue, perhaps. And they're going to look at the DNA and they're going to say, when he's in his 30s, he may experience this. So why don't you try again? Like, okay. And then like, you're going to move the needle more and more until at what point are you arguing that it's just designer babies? And at what point do you, do you end up with a disease that primarily affects people with a specific, specific gene, you know, or, or specific uh, cell receptor? And then all of a sudden it's like, we didn't realize that homogenizing the gene pool was going to result in, uh, in, in population collapse, but here we are. So I'm just like, you don't do that. Also, mm-hmm. Well, Tim, I mean, the left has actually uh, disproven the slippery slope. They showed us it's actually just a cliff. I mean, you, you go right <laughs> over instantly. 
We mentioned aborting, aborting for whatever disabilities. I'm trying to look up the exact source because I remember this in the past, but what I'm reading right now from The Atlantic is that in Denmark, they actually do tests to see if the child does have Down syndrome. Yep. And according to what I'm too. reading, it says nearly all expecting mothers choose to take the test. Of those who get a Down syndrome diagnosis, more than 95% choose to abort. That's so right. this isn't you just some fantasy They've tale, eliminated it you know, in scenario that we're talking Iceland about. This is well. actually yeah. happening. Yeah. The thing, too, is like you, you get yeah. to decide, right? Like they have all of these because uh, I was older when I had my son. I was like 35 when I was pregnant. And there's all these tests that they can give you. Uh, that give you like, you know, if he's going to have whatever, there's something about exes. I don't really know, but mm-hmm. there were a ton of them and they were like, Oh, you need to take this and this and this. And I was like, why? And they were like, you know, cause it'll tell you if your child has a deformity. And I was like, I'm, I'm good. Don't care. I don't need any of that. Right. I think there is I'm an argument cool to be him, made you know? about. I'm not saying abort children who have Down syndrome, but there is some version of a quality of life argument. But I do think the argument starts to become is where do you draw the line to to where you abort a child? I'm not saying it's okay or not okay for Down syndrome, but, you know, if we keep moving the needle or the line, it's like, well, if your kid has diabetes, you know, do, do we potentially want to abort him because what of that? What if they're short? Yeah, yeah. What if they're short? Terrible. What if they're going to have male pattern baldness? Mm, mm. You know, I hear like questions. two out of five men do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. According to like a Roman ad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be the end, of them ever. the end of so many great and very important people. That's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> when all the parents would have to do is bestow a beanie upon them. Exactly. That's so, uh, I got to say, I like a beanie. So. Lydia, Lydia pulled up the story where it talks about, um, what is this, um, Prater-Willi syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it says studies have found its positive results are incorrect more than 90% Insanely of the time. Yes. 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 I, I read about this. Yeah. I think we wrote about this a while back. And it is absolutely insane because... The, the genetic testing is not always correct. You want to talk 100%. about the death penalty being wrong, mm. what, 25% of the time? I want to talk about this test and why people I'm against their all of it. I'm also, against abortion. I'm against the death penalty. Yep. I'm against euthanasia. Well, yeah. I'm against but, oh, all of it. This is an important point. Like, when we're talking about the death penalty, there's an argument to be made. All right, well, like, 75% of time uh, of the time or whatever, that person's guilty, whether you agree with the death penalty or not, if the number is 25%. But... Whether a child has Down syndrome or not, they're innocent. It's wrong to kill them. So when people are horrified because they go, oh my gosh, all these children died who didn't even have the disease that I think it's okay to kill people with. They're getting it backwards. You just should not kill unborn children. Yes. When when we were talking with Matt, he, it it was just, man, it was kind of crazy. When he was like, you said you would stand with those who wanted to ban abortion. And I was like, I said, if my option was... You who wants to legalize elective abortion at nine months or standing with the people who would ban it, I will stand with the people who will ban it. That's how, yeah, I because there that too. reduces the amount of death. Yes. But he didn't understand and he was like, you, you just want to ban abortion. It's like, no, well, but that's I want what they're less told. That's to what they tell themselves they have to say. Tim, it has to be for a lot of the way some people view you. It has to be that black and white. That's why you have to be right wing in that dude's eyes. It's so, that's, it's, you know. But it was funny because it was like two. It was like a progressive and a liberal arguing over abortion, yeah. and the people who are watching who are conservative are like these people are far left. Everybody's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like I'm like I'm, I'm pro choice, and he was like I. What I asked him, and he said that he thought 
the woman can choose to abort the baby at nine months. And I'm like, that's not, you just deliver it. Like The people in the middle always also get called the opposite of whatever side. So, for example, like, if you're a 14-weeker, pro-lifers are calling you Mm pro-choice. But pro-choicers are calling a 14-weeker relatively pro-life. Oh, yeah. Do they say that? Right wing. 100%, yeah. If you're not up until nine months, then you're essentially pro-life. Look at the conversation we had with Matt. Yeah. But but I think, like, pro-life and pro-choice is a dichotomy, right? Like, you're either in favor of legal abortion or against it. I realize that right. there are some people who are in favor of it at different stages or against it at different stages, but like ultimately it's a, it's a, it's a binary. Like you're either okay with abortion or you're that, not. That's why at TimCast.com we say pro-abortion or anti-abortion. Yes. Yeah. I because like pro-choice and pro-life are just stupid buzzwords. It's, that don't retor- it's, it's rare. Like, like he, Matt says he's pro-choice but not for men. So what? it's like... What do you mean he's not pro-choice for men? Women have the right to make a financial decision to kill a baby, but uh-huh. a man doesn't have a right to choose to abandon the baby. So if a woman is pregnant and she says, I can't afford this, she can terminate the pregnancy. It's her body. It's her choice. The man could also be broke, but he can't say, I would like to be you know, removed from financial responsibility and choose not to have a child. So basically he's infantilizing women. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's typically what the left does. They say yeah. that women aren't responsible for their choices. You're not responsible for having sex with somebody if you had too much to drink. That's on the man, even see, if the man had I just did, as much remember, to drink you, or you remember more. remember that poster? Which one? There was a post that went up at school that went viral several years ago where it was like, have you both had too much to drink? Well, you're raping her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, you're well, both drunk. Like, we, you're both trashed, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> Especially, yeah. in, I think in Illinois, but I think that's the, infantilizing. In, in, in Illinois, the statute is that rape is specifically male on female, and women can't rape. Like, I don't think there's there's no law for it. Can it ha- can I mean? I guess women can rape. It's hard to imagine. No, it, really. it, it, it happens. It happens. There, I mean, there was the story of that guy in the store where the woman force-fed him Viagra or something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will but, say generally it is harder so. for a woman to rape a man, but it definitely does happen. It does it's sexually happen. assault from but, but, but women happening towards men. Guys, 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 you are just you're oversimplifying this. A guy can be sexually attracted to a woman and have a girlfriend and be like, I can't do this. And then she can still coerce him or force him. She can lean in his ear and say, I'll accuse you of doing something. I'll claim you hit me. She can spike his drink. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Women there's also been, guys. there's also been, I think, substantial number of cases where a female teacher has raped a so male bad. student. So many cases. Right. You know, like if a male student is 15, you don't have a ton of control over your whole situation. And your teacher is, you know, twenty eight or thirty or whatever. I, I think the I think, the, the, that, I think that, the revelation that here is happened. that I was just reading an article I, about that today. I think the the, the real uh, epiphany for all of us here is that women are obviously the real perpetrators the whole time. Yeah, wow. there you go. I knew that all along. Or perhaps perhaps <laughs> equality means that everyone is responsible for their own decisions and the outcomes and consequences of well, those decisions. When you, when, you, when you talk to a Maybe progressive... Maybe I read too much Camille Paglia. I don't know. <laughs> oh my when you God. talk to a progressive about abortion, they say, well, the man made his choice. He could have chosen not to have sex. And it's like, but not the woman, huh? I've heard, I've heard someone say that before. I, I, I once heard someone say that you can choose not to have sex in order <laughs> to not get pregnant. Like this is, they, they just, I've said this before. At some point, left-wingers just end up making right-wing arguments, but in really inconsistent ways. Right. That's what was confusing to me. I was like, I don't understand what your position is. Like, what are you opposed to? and What do you support? And it's just you get these these empty buzzwords. You know, it's her decision. It's her choice. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times me and Seamus were basically talking about the baby's body. What if the baby's a girl? Is, the babe, is it her choice? He, he, Matt's answer was it's the woman's choice. And it's like the baby is alive and being born. It's the woman's choice. Like, but he's like, it's her body. It's like, but what about the baby's body? It's like it just right over the head. Not I, I 
There's no argument. You can't argue with someone who doesn't understand what you're talking about. You know, makes it hard. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I thought I think we we did have a, a very productive conversation with Jamie yesterday. And one point he made, and again, like. I mean, I very much enjoyed it. And by the way, I'll say this, and we talked, we did it, we appreciated, you know, Matt coming on and being willing to have a conversation with us. And, you know, I mentioned it was mostly with Tim. There was a couple moments I felt a need to interject. I didn't want it to be on two, two on one. There were a few times where I was like, all right, I have to jump in here because this is like blatantly incorrect. I need to say something. But what I really appreciated about Jamie is he clearly disagreed with me on the pro-life issue but i felt as if his questions were very much in good faith and he was sort of curious about the perspective and he said something which was we're not really going to get anywhere with the dialogue if people like don't have faith that they can reason with the person they're talking to and they don't have some basic empathy and understanding for the other position people on the left like you by by the way i just want to say Empathy for it doesn't mean it's a good position, and I agree with it. Like I think, I think it's completely abhorrent to uh, believe in abortion, but also at the same time, like I think a lot of people believe in it because they just don't understand the issue that well. How can you have a a coherent political discussion with people who believe Justice Millett? Mm. You, you can't. Yeah, that you makes it tough. It. Like Taylor Lorenz can write every article in the world, and people just like they stare at it with drool coming out of their mouths, and it's like maybe this person can't understand arguments. It's so funny that you just mentioned Jesse Smollett because I just pulled up a post-millennial article saying, flashback, Dr. Oz pushed Jesse Smollett hate crime. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's Is right. that true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly well, right. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we all pushed it. We all came out the next day and released our public statements, didn't we? We'll see if Dr. Oz yeah. ends up coming on top of it. Dr. Oz also uh, was like pro-trans, transing kids right. and was pro-abortion and that, prior and, and to like 10 sh- minutes ago. We couldn't get Sean Parnell? I know, right? Man, yeah, that's Has, crazy. Uh, have they called it for uh, who's going to win that? It doesn't matter. McCormick versus Oz. Ooh. I don't think they called it yet, but I wanted to mention something about Dr. Fetterman. Oz. I covered the Pennsylvania rally. I was asking people, is Dr. Oz America first? Most people said no. One person that I spoke to said, Dr. Oz is the kind of guy who's supported by like Oprah Winfrey. And like, that's why he doesn't like him. And then I responded to him, you know, like Trump also supports him and Oprah originally supported Trump too. Like I'm old enough to remember when Oprah Winfrey supported Trump's initially when Trump started running. Wasn't Hannity like the, the, the Trump whisperer for Oz? It was so like it was so weird to so many people why Oz got that endorsement. It's interesting we're seeing like this celebritification. I don't know if we're seeing it more. I'm just paying more attention. But it's there was Trump originally. There's Doctor Oz. There's also I forgot the superstar football player, college football player in Georgia who's running for Senate. That, I don't remember um, either. He has the gay son who's um, a conservative activist too. Walker, Walker, Herschel, Herschel Walker. Walker. Yeah. Okay. He's running for Senate, I believe, too, in Georgia. So it's interesting that we're seeing the celebrification, more celebrities um, throwing their hands in the Although races. Although we, we, saw out that with, uh, we saw that with Ronald Reagan. I mean, he was a famous mm, Hollywood actor. Yeah. All right. And you can't if get you more already, famous than JFK. Smash that like button. Would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you do like it. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have that members segment coming up at 11 p.m. tonight. And um, what am I missing? Oh, yeah. Get your super chats, and we're going to read some super chats right now. All right. Gertius Maximus says, Project Veritas presents to catch a Redditor. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's nice. That's actually hilarious. Yeah. Why don't you take a lean over there? <laughs> El Guapo says, good to see Libby back on TimCast. She is such a breath of fresh air. She is so intelligent, well-spoken, and absolutely beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Thank you. 
It's I very agree. Kind. I agree with that guy. Oh, you guys. Rilo says, ending disinfo board is evidence. They put the cart before the horse. Government can only restrict government speech, so how the F could they run midterm spygate scandals of the board tasked with stopping disinfo? Mm. That is funny. They, they, they just shut it down because they realized their only ability was to caught their own lies. They're like, <laughs> they, wait yeah. a minute. It's going to stop us from lying. They were, they were like way too busy fact-checking Joe Biden. They fact-checked Joe Biden, and then they were like, wait a minute. The only thing we're allowed to say is that Joe Biden lied? Wait a second. Andrew Irvin says Postmillennial is reporting that 76 brand gas stations are preparing for $10 a gallon gas and that gas stations in the Tri-Cities are running out of gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Katie Davis Court's reporting. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I think we saw out that of, the other day. Um, yeah, we yeah. pulled it up and didn't get to it last night. We it should, really maybe, interesting. We'll, maybe we'll talk about it after show. Yeah. yeah. Lunderwear says, do a Project Veritas skit like Mission Impossible. Dossiers on Twitter that self-destruct and 3D printed masks for O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. True Hello says, so you think suspended is code word for slipping with a black budget program outside of the purview of public congressional hearings? That was the joke that when they're like, we're suspending the program and then all the journalists write it down and say, all right, and they leave. They turn around and the general's like, your budget's being increased. Well, the other thing, too, is uh, there was supposed to be a hearing, a Senate hearing, and it was canceled. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. The Disinformation Governance Board hearing was canceled because of all of the uh, disinformation surrounding the Disinformation Governance Board. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amber Bird says, I can't ignore the timeline of the disinformation board shutting down as Bezos says Biden needs to be fact-checked by the disinformation board. Yup. Yeah, that was funny, too. I, I, I think they realized what that meant. I think that people would – that you've got a government agency. There's going to be lawsuits, and then they're going to be forced to be like, yeah, Joe Biden lied about this, lied about mm-hmm. this, lied about this. And so did Nina Jankowitz, and so did Jen Psaki. They all lied. I think it's funny that – um About the same things over and over again. We joke that the Department of Defense is actually the Department of Offense. Nice. (laughs) But then with the disinformation board, it's like, why would we assume they're stopping disinformation? You know, if you go to an ice cream shop, are you assuming the guy who's there is trying to stop people from getting ice cream or he's trying to give the ice cream out? So Mm -hmm. what are they going to do? Yeah, good point. Andrew Petra says, if you haven't watched the Army's new recruiting video, for its psychological operations career field, you need to. Really weird and creepy stuff. Ooh, someone pulled that up. Let's Did it say up. you have to have two moms? Is this? Yeah. No, that was the Navy, right? No, that was the Army. Oh, that was the Army. Yeah. yeah that was the Army. So, well, but a lot and of you people... you had to be neuro-di- neuro-di- neurodivergent. <laughs> so the Army yeah, had well. the ad about two moms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all talk about it. But and Russia started shaking in their boots and so did some, China when they saw it. Some people told me that the Army is very administrative. So that's what they were targeting, you know, people to work and file paperwork. Oh. The ad for the Marines was a guy who mm. was in this in a swamp with a rifle, like, you know, <laughs> going through the trees or whatever. All right, let's grab some more. Seriously, JK says, last night's James O'Keefe undercover running gag was quite possibly the funniest <laughs> string of jokes and ideas I've seen in a long time. Thanks, guys. And we're going to do it. We've got – we came up with a really funny one afterwards that was – um Jamie being scared of getting canceled. We can't. We can't spoil the whole thing. Should spoil it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We're gonna make it. They gotta see it. Yeah, the ending was brilliant. It was a really good one. Yeah. All right. All right. I won't it. spoil it. I won't spoil it. Good stuff. All right. Thomas just says, "Yeah, Tim and crew." All right. Very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Cole Kirkman says, "I'm sorry, Kirk Kirkham." Tim, I just traveled from Houston to Altoona. I'm tra- I'm a traveling tower climber. I'm up here for work. I'd love to meet up with someone about possibilities on joining the team. I don't know what we have right now, especially for a tower climber, good sir. <laughs> uh, we're we're looking for uh, for journalists. That's so hard to find. Writers specifically, people who write, difficult. Everybody's getting poached up and whatever. 
Yeah, it's hard to find writers. All right, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of super chats directed at Libby. Hmm. Weird. Uh, they're saying that Libby is a good mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we'll just. We'll I knew just, I shouldn't oh. have worn this dress. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. <laughs> I even asked Lydia before we went on. I was like, I don't know about this dress, yo. They're all just saying you're a you're a great mother. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. That's very, very yep. kind. Yeah. JH says, I'm late to the party on this one, but everyone needs to watch the creepy line on Prime Video. Very interesting documentary from 2018 on election manipulation via big tech. Was that the Democrat one? I don't know. Remember the Democrats put together something? They were like really concerned about voter manipulation through voting machines back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. That sounds right. Okay. Smedley Butler III says, Inflation. Is an increase of the currency supply devaluing the currency's purchasing power, which raises prices. The one and only culprit behind this is a printing machine and its family owners. Oh, mm. oh man, the chat is going off. What, are, right. what is everyone saying? They're just saying, good mother Libby. Yeah, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, it's very complimentary. Nice <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of super chats. <laughs> Thanks, Libby. No, I'm just oh, my God. <laughs> Some of these super chats are inappropriate. Some of them aren't. Come on, chat. Get it together. (laughs) (laughs) You guys made Libby put on a shirt. Uh, So we got some big super chats. I'm not going to read that. It's my own own fault for buying a new dress and thinking I should wear it in public. Michael Tuff says, Seamus, please shame everyone in the chat. Yeah, that's get on it for seriously. shame for shame here's one stronger says Libby is looking very pretty tonight Seamus is okay well, oh wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad someone thought I looked nice very I like the purple shirt thank that's you nice. very much yeah, yeah. yeah I need to do laundry it's good it's means. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Reckham says Kamala is an android that runs on a predictive text AI change my mind mm, yeah, I know it's really yeah. funny did you ever did you ever do one of those tweets where you just press the middle predictive text yeah. And then just like put it out there. That's what you read that and you're like, that does sound like a Kamala yeah, speech. Does, yeah. She's, did you see her thing? Her thing about working together? No, it wasn't. She, no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to find it. You can keep going. By I'm the way, I'm going to find it. Um, there was, uh, a, a, and I want to mention about Democrats. There was a, a poll from The Economist slash, it was a YouPub goal, uh, I'm sorry, a YouGov poll in The Economist that said, and this was in 2016, that around 50% of Democrats, Agreed that Russia tampered with vote tallies in order to get Donald Trump elected president. When you mentioned Wait, voting, yeah, yeah. When you mentioned uh, hacked voting machines, I wanted to bring that up. There, was, say it one more time. 50, so it's a YouGov poll that said People about fifty percent of Democrats believed in 2016 oh, that voting wow. machines were actually hacked, or that Russia tampered with tallies in order to get Trump elected. There was a story. I think it was Newsweek. That half the country believes, half of the population of the country believes the country is being run by a secret organization they don't know. Like, they don't know who it is. Wow. Yeah. Not surprising. But I think the scarier thing is that half half the people don't think that's true. They should. (laughs) No, because, you know, I think when you read that, your assumption is they believe in the Illuminati. When in reality, they're like, oh, there's probably like big pharmaceutical, big lobbyists Mm -hmm. who are doing things we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the reasonable position. But it's also what literally everyone argues, right? Because the right will argue things about, like, there being a deep state or corporate America having too much control. The left will argue similar things about corporate America. I used to argue uh, similar things about the deep state. And they'll also say things like, well, this X, Y, and Z is a threat to our democracy. The people aren't actually in control here. So I don't know why that's considered, like, an insane conspiracy theory. It's pretty mainstream to not think the government's 
yeah, truly being uh, run fairly. We we got a good one here. Uh, John Harrell says BlackRock Neurotech is making their own brain implant. Maybe Musk is making his as an alternative to theirs. Look up the Brain Initiative. So when you have two billionaires or a massive multinational corporation and a billionaire both looking, saying, implant my thing into your brain. I'm the good guy. (laughs) What you're supposed to do is ask the other one, ask uh, 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 the other one what the other would say and then do the opposite. Do you, <laughs> okay. do you guys know the riddle yeah. about there's two brothers yeah, and one yeah, always lies yeah, away? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like you, the doors, right? Right. The, you ask the other one, yeah, yeah. and then do what the other one tells you to do. But I have the I have the Kamala thing. If you want to see it. It's oh yeah, pretty, what is it? It's pretty good. You how, do it's I, how do I show? It? It? Well, just read it's it. Just read it. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, "We will work <laughs> together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work." Operating from the new norms, <laughs> rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on. Oh, my gosh. She what? said that. <laughs> what? That's she a predictive that. text AI. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what she said. Oh it's like when it gets stuck in a loop and it keeps giving you the same word over <laughs> and over again. The same right. button. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's happened to me before. Yeah. Where really? it'll, yeah, like, but she said it out loud. I mean, if, <laughs> if someone like predict, pre- <laughs> no, no, predictive no, no. text in Kamala's brain. No, you don't understand. She's reading a teleprompter. The person writing the teleprompter has a predictive text. But They're using T9. I don't know what's going on with that, but <laughs> there's like she actually she actually said that everything she says makes no sense at all. And the fact like the only thing that is keeping people from trying to get Biden out of office is knowing that we would get her oh instead. Gosh, I know, right? You'll get like a productive predictive text loop where you'll write, "I went to the movies," and what'll come up it'll say, "and," and you'll hit it. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the movies, and then I went yes. to the movies, and then. That's it, a Kamala Harris speech. That's it, how she writes right. her speeches. She's like, hi, everybody. So I went to my family's house, and then I went to the movies, and then I went to the movies, and then I went to the movies. <laughs> and at the movies, I watched the movies. <laughs> yeah. I watched a movie at the, yes, at the film screen. There was a screen. There was a big screen, and there was a small chair. And yeah. we sat in the small chair and watched the big That's screen. Right. We didn't have, sit have in the same seen, chair. Have you seen the, separate chairs. Inspired. Have you seen the family guy where Lois Griffin is doing the political debate? Oh, my gosh. No. And they're like, how would you deal with the growing financial crisis? And she goes, 9-11. And they go, woo, <laughs> That's clapping. Right. And then, you know, they ask her another question. She goes, nine. <gasps> That's right. I Eleven. <laughs> ah, they're all screaming. So good. That's uh, maybe maybe she knows something we don't know. Maybe or what if? Maybe she knows nine eleven. What if it's like uh, half the country's been taken over by robots, mm-hmm. and the robots are speaking clearly to each other, and we are laughing at them, thinking we're so smart, and they're we're taking just over. Not smart enough. What was that but movie? You know that put like, on the glasses. Put on the glasses, man. They live. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all James O'Keefe. Yeah. yeah, yeah we have the glasses. Yeah. All James Everyone O'Keefe. is actually James O'Keefe. <laughs> Didn't someone chat that in last night? Like yeah, a joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Doing a spoof where it's a guy. He puts his glasses on and he can see all the James James they're, O'Keefe's they're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I just I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that people are gonna like if every person at every tech company now thinks they could be getting hit by James O'Keefe. Imagine the relationship problems they're gonna have. Mm. There's going to be an engineer at YouTube who meets like this amazing woman <laughs> and they're going to have all the same interests and he's going to be like, it's James O'Keefe. That's and amazing. And she's going to be like, I'm not, I'm not. And he's going to be like, no, I don't believe you. No, everyone should have background checks on every, for every, yes. for every date that they have. But seriously though, imagine that, like imagine in real life, a guy, you know, meets this beautiful woman organically and he just gets terrified and they stops answering the phone and then she calls one day and she's like, you stopped answering the phone. He's like, 
you're James O'Keefe and like hangs up and she's like that was weird well or maybe these people when they go out on dates should not be trying to impress their prospective mates with spilling all the company yeah, spilling yeah. their guts on like, coming yeah, exactly. I know it's our first date like, but let me tell you about corporate malfeasance <laughs> right. yeah. I'm involved in I mean stop breaking your NDA just because you're yeah, trying to get laid like come on it's insane also but like the things they are spilling aren't even things that would impress a date like I only work four hours a quarter what you're telling her you're lazy why would you say that on a first date some of the questions are a little bit obvious too like mm-hmm. when they keep probing like I think there was one person who she was so like, like yeah what do you think of Project Veritas by the way and this guy was just completely clueless she's like can so I get that in writing yeah yeah no I like, well, I like the funniest when the guy, part when the, when the guy said Veritas yes exactly the Project Veritas <laughs> employee goes he gives them info about the, the um the person being set up gives them info about Project Veritas that's on their phone they're reading a corporate email and the the Project Veritas reporter goes Project Veritas. I was like, how obvious? How obvious are you going to make it? Like, this is a cartoon. Remember when Homer tried getting Mr. Burns mail? And he's like, hello, my my name name is is Mr. Burns. Burns. Okay, Mr. Burns, your first name? I don't know. (laughs) That's what it was like. I will say this about the Veritas videos, though. They do leave me wanting a little. I know they heavily edit a lot of their dates, but I want to see the full dates with these guys. I want to see. I want yeah, to see when they looked into their eyes. I want to see you. the very pretty Project Veritas girl that they definitely oh, hired with the creepy looking. Well, I'm assuming they can only do to, one gig. No, because they have to do more than one gig. No, that'd I be bet. dangerous. Yeah, they, 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 do. Totally they just don't they release totally the footage can. of the. But then doesn't the guy know yes, about but, the girl? And, yeah, but well, not well, before the guy's looking at her face. Yeah, but he's going to try to reverse out her. The I bet the guy's not looking at her face. The girls will do multiple stings. And then they release the footage. Mm. Yeah. Let's read some more. We got Bogdanov says, Tim, what happened to your members only comment section on your website? Why can't we comment anymore on your videos? We will reveal more information in due time. We have to uh, do some infrastructure work for, for comments. So we've got an announcement coming. I can't say too much, but we, we've, when we switched over to Rumble, a lot of things had to change. We've got to build stuff. Uh, that's the easiest way to put it. But we're going to be implementing a bunch of infrastructure infrastructure changes to avoid censor to to become more resilient against censorship. Wouldn't it be funny? But, if you're like, I was just sick of what you guys had to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I was tired of arguing. No, no, we want we we want comments. We're thinking of a bunch of uh, ways we can do it, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it sorted. Okay, Joseph says I just put in an offer on, for a home on two acres in Minnesota for two hundred k. The home was built in seventy three. The deal is expensive and hard to find near jobs. But, uh, you know, good good going. Congratulations. That sounds really it's cool, a, it's yeah. It's some chickens. Cool, yeah. Nice. Goats, yeah. 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 Chickens and goats. And they'll hang out together. And sometimes it's funny, the chicken will ride the goat. Yeah, no way, cute. really? That happens? Chickens will jump so Do you have you. goats? We don't know. Okay. We're, We're going, going to get, okay. yeah, we'll go oh, somewhere. Right. Yeah, we are. But there's Wait like, a minute. What's the channel? What are you going to... What's going to be the project with the goats riding chickens? Are goat we going to get to see that? Yeah. Well, it'll yeah. probably just be Chicken City. Chicken City with goats. Oh, that's cool. Goat Township, bro. Goat Township. Well, so long as the chickens outnumbers the goats, it's going to stay Chicken City. So they get enough goats, and then they're going to demographically. But also, you you already have the brand. I don't know if this is a replacement theory. Chicken City edition of replacement theory. The chickens start getting freaking out. The chickens are like, why are our eggs going to the goats? I don't understand why they're like sending the eggs All the leghorns get really worried about it. And then you're going to have some great cheese, too. Who are you going to have come in to make some cheese? The leghorn joke worked really well for people who know chickens but for those that mm-hmm. don't they're all white chickens okay oh, yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. and then you have we have like the red and reds are like you know brown and white so let's read some more super chats alexander harold says first sc ever 
kill someone in self-defense, you have to prove self-defense. So burden of proof for abortion, health and rape would require investigation similar to self-defense. Thoughts? Four-year fan. That's uh, that's actually interesting. If uh, If you were going to create an exemption for abortion in the case of rape, there would have to be an investigation. And they would have to be able to, like, prove it, I guess. But the left would never stand for that. I mean, firstly, they would well, they never want to limit up. the number of abortions ever. But then I think their argument would be like, no, you never investigate into it because that would allow them a loophole for basically anyone to still be able to get an abortion so long as they said they were. I ready. think some of the most successful movements in the country are always trying to, you know, they try to morph and live up to the ideals of the Constitution. So I think, you know, the civil rights movement did this where they, they were arguing that all men, the Declaration of Independence said that all men are created equal, bestowed with unalienable rights by their creator. So like, you know, I think a pro-lifers, it would behoove them to make a similar type of argument. What do you mean? That, like, babies have certain unalienable rights. Yeah, and yeah. we need to live, live up to the values that are set in our Constitution. And then if we want to change that, well, we need amendments to do that, so... Mm. Well, if you kill a pregnant woman and you kill her baby, do you get charged extra? I don't think you I do, I think right? sometimes you, you double do. Double homicide, yeah. Do it's you? considered Depends. double homicide. Some, some uh, Scott Peterson, right? I can't Let me yeah, Lacey Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he killed right. his wife and baby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the... pregnant, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but it depends on the I mean. state. Does it depend on how far, too? Probably a little Probably, bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Burt, USA. Yep, hold on. Scott Peterson was convicted of killing his pregnant wife and their unborn baby. Wow. How far in? What, sta- what state, though? What state? Um, Wasn't that I'm Massachusetts? I don't Tell know. me it was a blue state. Interesting. If it was a blue yeah. state, that'll be interesting. I'm it was intrigued. either Massachusetts or California. Yeah. Tell me it was before the heartbeat. Her after. Yeah. No, She was pretty pregnant. Yeah. There was a case like that in Massachusetts, too, where the guy said that it was a black guy who came and, like, carjacked them and killed his wife. So it was on top of everything else. It was, like, super racist. Hmm. All right. While, while Seamus figures that out, we got Burt USA Florbo says new case of monkeypox spotted in Massachusetts. The dude got it when in Canada. A little too close to the abominable snowman, if you ask me. Conspiracy? I think not. Hmm. Monkeypox. What if there's a monkeypox pandemic? What is monkeypox? It's a disease you get. Sam says, innovation competence is like other traits. It operates on a bell curve. While percentage stays the same, real numbers change and the far ends push out as numbers increase. So the highest potential ability increases with larger population. For example, the top 1% in 100 versus 100K. That's a really, really good point. When you have hundreds of millions of people, the bell curve will get wider because you have a higher chance of anomaly. So actually, it's an interesting way to think about it. If a, if there's a one in a million athlete, but you only have 100 people, you're not going to see that, that amazing athlete. If a million people, you'll have one at the far end. So the bell curve actually will become wider. Ty Johnson says people want to be younger today because they were trapped inside, afraid of the outside as children due to tech and the parents wanting safety over childhood. Is that what what it was? Don't know. Uh, the Peterson case was in California. Was it? Wow. Yeah. So in a one, one of the most, isn't California like very pro-abortion? Super pro-abortion. Yeah. They're really? so pro-abortion that they don't even track how many abortions are performed in the state. Wow. It's Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's right? child yeah. where it only counts if you mm-hmm. want it to. Exactly. And when it's not yeah. advantageous, it just right. doesn't count. I was looking at this recently and there are a number of states that don't um, report or record or keep data on how many, uh, on the like racial breakdown of abortions. 
So I'm pro-choice, but one of the most eye-opening statistics that I heard that was for many years in New York City that were more black children aborted than were birthed, and it just seems, it sounds Whoa. so what? outrageous. It, it exactly. Yeah. It yeah. sounds that, that outrageous where you're just like, wait a minute. What? I don't know if it was every year, but it was for some of the years. And to even have gotten close is kind of a crazy thing to conceptually, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Margaret Sanger's so dream come true. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was actually a lot it was a lot of abortions performed in New York. It was like New York and Florida were at the top of abortions. Yeah. Mm. All right. We got uh, Josh says hope that? you guys are planning on uh, doing another drinking game next time Biden has a state of the union. That show was one of the one of the best Tim Cast fam. You know what we need to do? We need to do uh uh it doesn't need to be the state of the union. We should definitely do for any, you know, big event or something. We got to bring Jamie back, Kilstein, and Lauren Southern. Yes, and then Lauren can have more of the Pappy in her paper cup. But that was that was hilarious. <laughs> the show with Jamie was yeah. absolutely hilarious. And so we'll just it'll it'll be it'll be two hours of just laughing nonstop, and then everyone will, will have to go to the hospital from ruptured guts. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was uh, he brought a really good energy. Yeah, it was fun, really fun. And Lauren did you know when she poured the thousand dollar whiskey in her paper cup and you know drank it a lot. Wildly. It was very funny, very funny. We enjoyed it very much. Tim, you promised me you'd never invite her back. <laughs> oh, she'll be back soon. <laughs> Bailey Sorry, Ray Seamus. says, IMO, Silverman spoke up because skaters aren't in a bubble within their sport. They grew up in, in skate parks in the streets. Most parks have all the all walks of life. Skating will set you free. I agree with this. Uh, there are a lot of people who skate who are uh, conservative. They just won't admit it. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Conservatives. Why are they so cowardly? Yeah, if everyone just spoke up and spoke their mind, there wouldn't be any of this cancellation backlash nonsense. That's right. Yeah. I think the coalition is more of an anti-left than conservative. And yes. the anti-left, and, and when I say anti-left, I'm going to talk about two specific issues. It's that men can become women and women can become um, men. It's kind of this gender ideology issue. And then it's also the defund the police stuff. Those are sort of one of their, their two big um Things I haven't on heard the left a lot that, about that lately. I haven't heard a lot about the defund the police. Yeah, well, like a year ago. Well, so well, let's, let's, let's not forget BLM let's not is forget not as popular. It's because yeah. BLM isn't as popular, and defund the police pulled horribly, and mm-hmm. the Joe Biden administration, as well as Democrats, know that now after trialing it, so they mm-hmm. have to run away from it more. But there's still the ideologues in the party who do believe that. Well, so. and BLM turned out to be a whole bunch of grifters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So oh, that's yeah, absolutely. kind of an issue. I'm going to give a wag of the finger to Fox News because oh they are really misrepresenting the latest scandal. So they keep saying that Patrice Cullors paid her, her, her baby's father and her Baby brother nine, seven, 970K and 840000 Let me clarify that because I feel that's very misleading. There's an LLC that does uh, – uh, an LLC run by her baby's father mm-hmm. does uh, live production and her brother runs a security company. Now, by all means, I think – hiring your friends and family to do the jobs is a conflict of interest when you have those money. But the idea that that money was compensation versus cost, that's what happens when Fox News says she paid her brother. It's like, no, 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 no. Look, if her brother was doing security, his company, how many security guards did she hire? And how much money did he really get? So maybe what really happened is she paid her brother a hundred, hundred grand, which is still like, you know, how, should a nonprofit be hiring all of their friends and family? The live production thing, the one question I had was they spent $150,000 on a live stream. And I'm like, okay, now we're asking some questions. But Fox is making it seem like she's just giving the money straight to her brother to like do whatever he wants with. So he's getting a lot. The other thing too is if she was receiving more than $100,000, they would have to disclose that on the 990s. They did not because she probably wasn't. 
It doesn't mean she's not getting paid in other ways, though. So She also said that those 990s were triggering to have to fill them out. Right. That mm. was funny. Oh, no. People are going to find out. Oh, we're, we're no. Sp- yeah, right. I have to do accounting. Mm. All right. Rajesh says, my humble... Sub- oh, she also said that she was a f- she was flush with white guilt money. Oh, my. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, but, I mean, that's... there's She's right. <laughs> I think, she's of course, correct, she yes. was. That's Why is... I don't think that's a problem to say that. She is completely accurate. All right. Rajesh says, my humble submission... To the panel to reprioritize issues. First, dying microbes in soil leading to starvation in future. Hashtag save soil. Second, climate change, real or not, we need best practices to preserve life on this planet. Millionth priority, feminine men trying to get attention. Um, I, I agree with the um, more responsible um, practices when it comes to you know maintaining the environment, all that stuff. My attitude is kind of like, I can't stand the Green New Deal. Because AOC was just like equity and social justice. And when I brought that up to, you know, Matt, he's like, that's where it starts. That's the important thing to deal with the Green New Deal is minorities. And I was like, what does that have to do with wind turbines, dude? Like, I, don't, I, I, want, I want energy sources that, you know, don't generate carbon, like nuclear power. An amazing return on energy investment, energy, energy return on energy invested. And uh, no, no carbon emissions. We're all happy, right? No, they don't want that either. Yeah. Also, I'll say this. We absolutely need to have a, a coherent understanding of sex in order for society to function because the family is the building block of society and sex is what creates families. And if we don't have a functioning society, we can't hope to solve any of the problems he's pointing out. So these issues are genuinely important. Quickly on- Google has announced that they're very close to creating an AI with human intelligence. So perhaps we can just build people. Quickly on the climate change issue, That's gonna go great. I, I believe wanna, in anthropomorphic yeah. climate change. That is to say that the humans are having mm-hmm. some influence on the climate. But I also believe that we are scientific creatures and our continued understanding and new discoveries that we will run into is what's going to help us steer our way out of this. My issue with the Green New Deal is that it doesn't try to solve, reduce carbon emissions. I don't think it tries to do any of that. It just tries to overthrow, quote unquote, capitalism right. and our current system. That is the goal of the Green New Deal. Amen. It's not to yeah. reduce emissions it's yeah. to try to force our way to use renewables that won't work well in our system and then also like fun questionable things because again we paid like billions of dollars for these solar panels in china that never panned out now that we're just overlooking these costs so the issue with the green new deal is that it's more about communism really and socialism because that's what happens at these events than actually trying to make a difference for the environment right now there's like a a like an island of plastic the size of Texas or even larger right now. The, like North, in, the yeah. North Pacific garbage yeah. gyre. So if any, like, sure that is something there. that I'm genuinely concerned about. I studied biology. I care a lot about the environment. I've never heard anybody talk about how we're trying to deal with that, and that's something more tangible than I this actually, climate change. I, I, I will say that I, I was with a theater company for a while, and we worked for a very long time on an art project that was about... Uh, ocean pollution, ocean acidification, and the North Pacific garbage gyre. That's why I know all about it. I do have a solution, though. I've thought a lot about this. So hear me out. What if we gave free health care to marginalized people? Why? Don't For the environment? It'll make the environment better, For the bro. environment? Come on. Don't we do it actually would make the environment worse because you'll produce more refuse. Mm. Like just, more, more medical waste. But what we really it. need to do is we need to pursue more nuclear energy. Medicare. The yeah. reason Medicare for all won't ever happen is because the Democrats will insist to give, um, make abortions included in healthcare, mm-hmm. and also insist that all illegal immigrants also get healthcare. That's why this issue I don't think will ever move forward. I know that's a huge conversation. What I, th- what? I think it I won't move idea. forward because they want to keep uh, using it as an issue that will never move forward. Here's well, a, here's just, what we'll yeah. do: geostationary orbital nuclear power stations 
that transmit energy wirelessly how down to the you, surface. How can you look like lightning? So it's like some from electromagnetic, an electromagnetic. Is that a thing? I don't yeah. even know. Or laser works. or something. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Problem solved. I'm with it. Then we when it melts down, it just blows up in outer space. And they keep uh, taking nuclear power plants offline. I got it. Guys, a Dyson sphere <laughs> around the sun. You know, I speak Problem to a, a lot of Green New Deal people, and they'll tell about, me they're anti-nuclear openly. Too. No, what of course they're Tyson? anti-nuclear because the boomers what? have convinced everyone that nuclear is going to kill everyone, and it's not. Well, they're not I really mean, there to solve the problem, right. I think, is the larger I think that's issue. exactly yeah. correct. I've got one. Instead of a Dyson sphere, like, we, we'll put a Tyson sphere around the yeah, sun. Yeah, it's just and a what lot it of does, chicken. Is it like, no, a Tyson sphere, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, it just oh, like pedantically kind of corrects you about things? I thought you meant like Tyson chicken, and then we just get like a lot of chicken. It's like the sun powers it. Yeah, it'll cook right. chicken really fast. Let's, let's, we'll just read a couple more here. <laughs> Ants, Ants, honey says, "You can't fool me, James O'Keefe. What have you done with Libby?" <laughs> <laughs> I admit it; it's me. <laughs> I'm about to break out in song. We need to have James on at one point to just have that happen. With like Lauren will be here, and then while we're talking, we're like, "Wait a minute, that's not Lauren Southern." And then we'll have James jump in and say, right? <laughs> "That would be brilliant." James in a wig like jumps in, poorly <laughs> <laughs> disguised yeah, yeah. as Lauren. <laughs> it was James the whole time. There's a funny meme that uh, uh, Seamus. Uh, you, you tweeted and I saw it. Someone, a Wolfsbane 1104 yes. made it. And it's the, uh, the the crazy hot axis. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, you know, a woman who's like really crazy and kind of hot you stay away from. But like a woman who's like hot and not that crazy you marry. And then normally it says not crazy and totally hot. Unicorns don't exist. Right. He changed it. It says James O'Keefe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James O'Keefe. That's correct. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Zach Snow says, I love this show, but I'm hating the chat tonight. Libby, love seeing you on the show, but you're killing the chat section tonight. It's not me, you guys. Why are you blaming me? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even been in the chat. That's right. She has I've been over here in this chair. She's been very focused. With King Kong. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll grab grab one more. Uh, Dork Tennyan says, I will run the nightly Timcast IRL drinking show, judging Mm -hmm. which tropes are shots, drinks, and flubs. It was fl- flib, right? It was flib. Flib, florbs. I don't when, know. When <laughs> yeah, I, I, flibs, I made up a word yeah, for woman. Flibs. You should say florbs again. That was really Flor- funny. Flor- good, yeah. Some, no, like, who, who was it? They were like, "What word should we use for a woman?" Then yeah, it was yeah, not flibs. not women's in. I was like, "Flib." Yeah, yeah. Flibs. I like florbs. Flib. Yeah, Flor- florbs. Florbo. Yeah, yeah. Well, like florbo is neutral. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I see. That's gender neutral. Neutral is. Yeah. So my my point was that if someone tells me I have to use their pronouns, mm-hmm. I'll say I won't use the pronouns that. Um, if you're like, hey, don't use he he or him, use mm-hmm. this or that, I'll say, I won't use the pronouns you want, but I'll use totally different ones you don't expect. Florbo. Okay. Florbo. Yeah, Florbo told me, you know. Okay. And then it's like it but it's nice. It's like Florbo. It sounds like it sounds it's like soft. a marshmallow. It's yeah. actually it's kind of fun to say. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which I think it's, should count with for words. It was meant to be like the beanbag of words. Right. So it's it. it's soft. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and you're okay. It but, actually, but they don't get to tell me what I it said. It reminds me of like a you remember Floby? Remember that? Floby? No. Do you remember this? Is that Flubber. what it was called? Floby? And it was like a vacuum haircutting tool? Yeah, it sounds like Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. it reminds me of, if you have not already, would you kindly Boy. smash the like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to record a members-only show and probably talk about terrifying things. And it's not family-friendly. But uh, become a member. Help support our work. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL on Instagram or wherever else. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at TimCast. Libby, did you want to shout anything out? Yeah, so I'm at the Post Millennial. You can find us at thepostmillennial.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Libby Emmons. 
I'm Seamus Coglin. I create cartoons. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. If you guys want to go check that out, we're going to be releasing a cartoon tomorrow about uh, Roe v. Wade. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Also, we're launching a website on May 30th. Go to freedomtunes.com. Put your email in there. You'll be notified when we launch, and you'll be able to uh, subscribe to our subscription service where you'll get extra cartoons and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. I'm Alad. I'm sure you could find me on all social media, and I'm sure my other stuff will be plugged in the description. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I'm also here in the corner. Thank you guys all very much for tuning in. I just wrote another article for my Substack today. I was talking about Jordan Peterson quitting Twitter in a blaze of glory. It's really delightful. I brought up a few different points. I don't think we mentioned on the show last night. The show is such a good place to think about new things. That's why I appreciate it. Anyway, you guys can also follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Petschlitz. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in just about an hour. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you then. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.